it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? It's Nicolas Cage. Need I say more? Well, it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? It's Nicolas Cage. Well, need I say more? Why not? It's Nicolas Cage. Need I say more? It's Nicolas Cage. Need I say more? Need I say more? So yeah, this is Nicolas Chaos. So if if leave that in, leave what I said in. Oh, we will, we will, and that was. Dave with the uh, with the soundboard, if you are familiar with that, which I assume you are if you listen to one of our previous episodes. But um, anyways, hello and welcome, everybody, to the Cage Fight Podcast episode. I don't even know what at this point. It's up there. Yes. Yeah, it's up there. One of them. I am Jess. I'm Mike. I'm Taylor. And uh, we have a couple of guests today. Um, we have uh, Bud and Moses from the, well, uh, should, I full, should I full name you? Bud Anthony Diaz uh, and Moses Goldfarb. There it is. From the Dreamcast podcast, uh, a.k.a. the DCPC. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What's happening? <laughs> what's up? What's up, everybody? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having us. We're coming to you live from the famous Bud Hole where we record the Dreamcast podcast and where I do many other uh, experimental Twitch streams. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're one of the more, uh, I would say, avant-garde uh, Twitch performers. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say that too. I mean, I, I would like to hope that people uh, perceive me that way because... Um, my art is really like based on the the perception and um how I'm held up in the community and um yeah I've been doing a lot of um inceptionary is that a word inceptionary inceptional streams no nope well it is now because uh, I said so it's, incestual I think is the word nope 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 definitely not it's but I've been doing a lot of um I mean to to. Conceptual? Is that the word you're looking for? No, 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 no. I'm trying to think of the like the film Inception, like whatever it is they did, but so I'm trying to apply it to what I do with my conceptual, uh, uh, my conceptual inceptual consensual streams. Yeah, consensual consensual streams. <laughs> but basically, to in layman's terms, it's basically just picture in picture. Um, that's all it is. It's basically, Bud, basically, he's collected this, like, arsenal of various pieces of tech. Yes, fresh and tech. And then he tries to figure out a way to marry them all together. Yes, and exactly. So my original idea was that I would play the video game Halo Combat Evolved. Everyone knows it. And I would use... Great game. The gamepad. I would use the gamepad to control my body movements, but I would use a VR headset to play the game and control where I shoot. But then I would be broadcasting my perspective of <laughs> looking at a virtual version of a computer screen. So you, it's kind of like my, your, it's Bud Vision is what it is, <laughs> and you're so you're seeing that. But what what quickly my friends um, immediately jotted me over an email telling me that it was very disorienting and that uh, I shouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Um, so, and, I think uh, you shouldn't listen to the haters. Yeah, I think. Well, that's yeah. It seems like you've kind of doubled down on the the Bud Vision, which um, that's that's the kind of attitude <laughs> we like to to take. We 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 take uh, constructive criticism on this podcast, and we uh, turn it on its head and shit it right out. Thank so. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Nicholas. Well, I Cage. do it. Why I, not? I, I do what I want to get my nut. That's just me in a <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about getting mm -hmm. our nut off here, uh, unless you're Brian Singer. Uh, yeah, yes. in which case, keep your nut 
on. Yeah. Keep your nut to yourself. Or unless you're Dan Schneider, we don't accept yeah. so. Keep your... Hey, don't don't nut off in here. Keep your nut on, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Singer, Dan Schneider, whoever the fuck, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope we're not like gathering yeah. pedophile followers. Um, yeah. So um, kill yourselves, uh, and we'll we'll uh, we'll move on from there. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, hey, the uh, U.S. gymnastics pedophile killed himself today. You believe oh, that? Shit. So. See, oh, have you, oh, have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I have not. Oh shit, Larry Nasser just hey, killed what? himself. What? You, know, you know him the, by uh, name? Yeah. Well, I, it I know was the all guy the who enabled Larry Nasser. Oh, the oh, okay. the Larry. Na- oh wait, I thought Nas- Nasser's in prison for sure. Uh, the the actual coach, because Nasser was just the doctor. Yeah. The oh. coach who enabled him, he got charged with a bunch of shit today. Oh, he killed. A couple hours later, he killed himself. Oh, oh, uh, oh cool beans, cool hell beans. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, let's just say we willed that into existence. Yes. Um, yeah. We uh, shifted our auras as such and yeah. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what Catch are we, fight doing good work. What are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about the movies Guarding Tess and The Trust, two movies that I'm sure everyone has heard of. Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely and, heard of yeah. these movies before we decided to watch them. Two films that are on the complete... Polar opposite of the spectrum of cinema. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I would say or, um, they, they did have one thing in common. Uh, they were both the funniest, sexiest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Um, yes. But yeah. other than that. Well, I mean, they, they share that, you know, Nick Cage is a law enforcement agent. Mm-hmm. One of them, he takes very, it very seriously. And the other one is a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Nick Cage loves playing cops in movies. Like it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's just got that look. Um I'd you know, say that at least a solid fifteen percent of his uh his roles involve him uh, being I, I think it's closer to forty <laughs> percent. Yes, yes. He's either a cop from New Orleans or both. Um <laughs> and he can usually like uh see into the future. <laughs> Um, I actually have a, I have a Nick Cage New Orleans story. Um, oh, shit. A right. old friend of mine from high school was in New Orleans walking down whatever street and bumped into somebody. And he kind of turned around to say sorry, and it was Nicolas Cage. Holy cow. Oh. So then that's the extent of the story. But <laughs> <laughs> what, were they, what, what year was this? Just curious. Did they say? Uh, this would have been like 2000. Eight or nine, maybe. Oh, damn! I was gonna say if it was a little bit right, later, that's, it could have. They could have been filming Stolen. That's true. Um, and knowing knowing came out in '09. That wasn't in New Orleans. Filming knowing that was in Boston. Oh, oh, right, that yeah. was in Boston. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. God damn it! But but that means okay. So we what was the other one we were talking about? That not knowing, next. but next. Okay, so yeah. in in next. Sorry to bring up other films, but no, you're good. Ne- Next is when he had my favorite version of his hairstyle, which was like <laughs> exceptionally thin up top, yes. and but like full thick, full thick long bowl around <laughs> around the shell, like a thick shell that just seemed like it seemed like he was holding his head back, kind of, and gravity was pulling yeah. it down. But yeah. when he lifted Before, up, the hair still, the hair sta- still yeah. standing in that gravitational position. Yes. Very strange. It's kind of like um, the mullet extreme, where there's like nothing up yeah, top, but a lot. Yeah, in the back. Um, it's an industrial mullet. Yeah. But if you look close, if if you look close, like there is something up there. It's just it really goes back. I'm, I I I think I don't know if you guys have looked into like Nick Cage hair plugs at all, but like. 
I'm he's probably gone in a few times, right? He probably yeah, has like a he's on he's on a first name basis with Mr. Bosley. <laughs> he's he's got several yeah. tiers of plugs back there. Yeah. Dark yeah, Boz. Okay. Not just hair plugs. A lot yeah. of different types of plugs too. Oh yeah. I wonder he probably has like cadaver hair at this point, right? <laughs> like he doesn't none of the hair on his head at this point is his. No, no, no. Because yeah. some of it's like kind of an orangish red, I've noticed. And and I'm like, that's not you. He I've just, seen you. He just absorbs you, hair young, from you. anyone that he murders. Because yeah. um, <laughs> one of the more famous um, hair pluggers is um, Jeremy Piven. I mean, mm-hmm. he was like oh. almost completely bald in like old school, like that era. Right. And then he went Ari Gold, full thick head. So it's it's there's basically one photo I found <laughs> on the internet of his hair plug scar because you know they have to like graft it from the back of your head and then move yeah. all the hair to the front mm-hmm. and um i don't know if they just shoot around it or what but like if you look up the photo it's just it's fucking like the gnarliest frankenstein scar you've ever seen oh, oh, it's, crazy. Seen it, yeah. it's like a huge thick ass like keloid scar <laughs> just like right all going across the back of his head and I'm like, all right, Nick Cage, show me them scars. Where are the scars? I mean, to be fair, talk about other famous hair pluggers. I mean, we have a president who's a very fa- famous hair plugger. He was bald like 50 oh, years ago, and now he's got a full head of hair. You're talking about Kamal but Harris. But is there proof of that? Yeah, Kamal Harris. Yes. There's no proof. Yeah, there's no proof of that. Uh, yeah, I <sighs> Not heard that you know of. Nicolas Cage has a guy on set for uh, all his movies that, that like drains uh, the hole in his head. Uh, where all the oh, scars wow. meet. <laughs> um, just trains the pus out? <laughs> just, you know, it kind of fills up, uh, you know, and then like between takes, they'll kind of pop it out, uh, get the juice out of there, keep going. Rings it clean like a gym towel. <laughs> um, and we were supposed to be talking about two lovely Nick Cage movies, and now we're just insulting the man. Uh, hey, it's well, Nicolas Cage. Need I say more? I, I've never, I've never, I didn't technically say any of this was an insult. I'm just, yeah, I mean, you know, saying what everyone's thinking. That's true, yeah. Just the reality of the situation. There's nothing wrong with fixing what's disgusting about you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say that. Up, it wasn't Nick Cage. I will say that we've never had two guests on here that have gone that deep into his filmography to know knowing and next and a bunch of random things oh, like that. Well, so I applaud well, you. They're just two good movies. I mean, they're yeah, just two great true. films. Knowing and next, hilariously enough, are also the only two movies so far that have survived two rounds of the bracket. That is true, actually. <laughs> Indestructible. Look, put any human being through 106 pictures and tell me how much hair they have at the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's, Eric Roberts still has a full head of hair. And he's been in like 500 plus fucking movies at this point. That's true, but he. I I could I would dispute about a quarter of those. I think that maybe <laughs> it was just like that he sat in for a day, and the rest is all just like stunt people or yeah. like stand-ins. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty he, sure one of those one of those movies is just him in the Mr. Brightside music video. Yeah. Too, so <laughs> if you look at the Mr. Brightside <laughs> video, um, it's not him from the uh, forehead up. So. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, uh, I believe it. D- to bring us a little back to topic here, I guess the first movie we'll be discussing today will be Guarding Tess. Uh, Guarding Tess. called it Guarding Old Lady. Yeah, because <laughs> um, that's what happened to it. Yeah, yeah, that would be a really <laughs> accurate title. Should have, should have been, should have been called Guarding Yes, and it should have been about the security detail for the band Yes back in the seventies. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'd watch that. And if you think about it, kind of in a 
roundabout way, this oh movie boy. was an adaptation of that story. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> that, that, uh, that was my dad, Rick, that uh, my boomer dad joke of the episode. <laughs> Rick Wakefield <laughs> played a lot of piano in this. Um, <laughs> so, Guarding Test came out in 1994 and was rated PG-13. This is directed by Hugh Wilson, written by Peter Torokve. And, and Hugh Wilson. And Hugh Wilson, yes. Uh, produced by TriStar with a runtime of 95 minutes, a budget of $20 million. And does anyone want to guess if this one made its budget back or not? I think it did. Yes, I think it did. I looked yes. it up. Well, oh, you're not cheated. supposed to look it up. God damn Cheater. it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't look it up. I didn't look it up, and I know. I, I just know. The only thing I know about it, I think Blair or you spoiled it for me, was that someone in the film... Was like nominated. Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine nominated for best was actress. Nominated for best actress in a comedy or musical. In a comedy or musical. Golden and Globes. just that alone, I'm like, okay, it, at, at, a movie at the Oscars can't, or can't, I think that the would Golden be Globes. the Golden Globes. Oh, okay. But still, like a prestigious I, award. I'm just saying, prestigious award. If if you're nominated for that, I'm gonna go ahead and safely say that you at least made your budget back. That's that's a fair point. Uh, if I had to put a number on it, I would say six hundred fifty mil. Damn. Oh, you say six, would, I, was, I think at the time, make it one of the highest grossing films of all time. <laughs> I, think it, I think it literally might have been the highest grossing film of all time. Hear them out. Hear them out. Yeah. All right. To be fair, everybody had a VHS copy of Guarding Tess at home, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't see this mm-hmm. movie in 1994, you were a fucking nobody. Exactly. Uh, um, well, I, anyways. I personally think this movie grossed $69 million. Oh, very okay. nice. Nice. That's the nice. sex number. So this movie did make back its budget. $31 million. But yeah, baby. I was going to say 30 That That's a safe. Yeah, that was like 27 30 is so a safe assumption. Even better. Which, I don't know if the budget took into account marketing, but this may have still been... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, this was a successful movie, but not, like, enormously successful. No. Like, I don't think yeah. uh, the studio was clamoring to make a sequel. Which is unfortunate because <laughs> we all would have loved that, wouldn't we? Regarding Tess. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah, we're> <laughs> um, so Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 57% on the tomato meter and a... What? That's <laughs> that's a that's so high. Wait, no. I was going to say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was delightful. What are you talking about? <laughs> conflict of brewing among our guests. Sorry. <laughs> It was not good at all. Well, that, that's that why is... that's why it's fifty seven percent because it's relatively polarizing. Yeah, yeah that... I guess yeah, <laughs> split yeah. down the middle. Wow, there's never been. It truly is split right down the middle. But but to be fair, to be fair, fifty percent doesn't mean split decision. Like if it yeah. were fifty out of yes votes out of a hundred total votes or something, that makes sense. But I mean that could be. A lot of people gave it a D, you know, and then a good amount of people gave it a B and it just kind of leveled out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to th- picture Rotten Tomatoes as like a room of 100 bald white guys. Um, and they kind of watch yeah. the movie and at the end uh, they just raise their hand if they liked it. Up until like six months ago, I didn't realize where the name came from. Rotten Tomatoes. Like I was like, this is a stupid name. What is this? This is like Uber. <laughs> Or Lyft? What is this? I had no idea. Um, I, I didn't realize that was like the whole thing about throwing rotten tomatoes. Yeah. You know, at people. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Was that ever like a real thing? Well, I, 
it makes sense. Okay, so a long time ago, so I used to, so me and like Rodney Barry and Clay Tanner, we used to be in a comedy sketch group together, and we did a bit where we gave the audience a bunch of tomatoes, and if they, if we weren't funny, they would just throw them at us, and we like got pretty, like injured pretty badly because throwing ripe tomatoes yeah. is very different from throwing rotten tomatoes. Um, yeah. So I learned. I look. I looked it up. And was like, oh, guys, we were supposed to use rotten tomatoes. You not gotta let them sit full, for a few days. <laughs> yeah, not fully primed. Full on ripe tomatoes. That's like getting pelted with softballs. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, I I remember. I remember me and Clay like be like, should we like roll them around in our hands <laughs> and kind of soften them up <laughs> like a lemon before? before you yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, bru- like, bruise them off like you would a banana or something. Like. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we did, but it was for the purpose of like we wanted the we if one missed and hit the wall, we wanted to have like a proper explosion Uh, it wasn't that like we were trying to protect ourselves we found that at short there shortly thereafter i think we just i think we called off the bit it was one of the only times we called off a bit like we can't sorry gang throw the tomatoes back up softly we're gonna round them up and canceling the bit yeah they got angry and pulled out paintball guns it's it's like listen i'm not i'm not willing to get a piece of my skull removed tonight let's end this the the giving the audience paintball guns to shoot at us—that was a way safer show yeah. than the uh, tomato one. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. you teamed up with Jackass to to film a show. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 uh we we knighted ourselves. Uh, Jackass Junior is what we <laughs> just, uh, jokingly called. It started as Jackass Junior, or then which warped into uh, Hackass because we were just. Just a lesser jackass. And it just turned into a little jack. <laughs> little <Yeah>. jack, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of movie plugs, Jackass 4 coming out in theaters this September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's right. And, uh... Moses and I are executive producers. It's going to be great. Hell yeah. Uh, we've, been wor- we've been working six years on this one. <laughs> wow. That's Damn. Yeah. Impressive. Buried in paperwork. <laughs> just buried in paperwork. It's, it's a passion yeah. one of the stunts. You guys to, to watch Steve-O mm-hmm. like, shove a dog turd in his mouth. Yeah, was uh, was being buried in paperwork one of the stunts? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, is it, it was. Is it wrong to be covered in paper? <laughs> yeah, um, it's nice. Anyways, that was all the basic facts I had. If uh, Mike, you wanted yeah, to hit us with pretty, some trivia, pretty basic of you. Um, let's pick um, it apart. Let's get into it. Uh, uh, let's bitch. get into the bones and the. Meat get after that's it, in Cuomo. between the bones. Let's get after it, Cuomo. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, this was written uh, and directed by Huge Wilson. Um, and, Huge, uh, the biggest Wilson you've ever seen. He was a fucking. Uh, he was a TV writer guy in like the seventies, eighties. Uh, he wrote for the Bob Newhart show uh, and Damn. all that terrible shit. Uh, Huge Wilson, he's related to Huge Jackman, I assume. Yeah, I would hope so. Uh, he's uh, probably Australian. I don't have a ton of trivia. Uh, uh, Good eye. Nicholas Cage and Shirley MacLaine became great friends while filming due to their mutual love of animals and would go on to co-adopt many animals together, including a ferret named Whiskers and a zebra named <laughs> Mr. Zed. Wait, a what zebra? The fuck? You lead with... How do they... You lead with the ferret. I, I, I think the, the, the zebra is what should be left Also, also, here, also Mr. Zed, was it a fucking, like, British... Zebra? Like, what the fuck? It's a, well, it's a I think it was probably reference. a play on Mr. Ed, but it was a, oh, a zebra. Oh, with a Z. Well, Z. I mean, they Zed even is, mentioned Mr. Ed in the well, movie. Well, in, so. in non-American oh, Anglophone countries, Zed is, is what Zed Z is. Zed is Z, yeah. Yes, yes. So, makes sense. That's pretty fucked up. It, oh, yeah, and the, yeah, they did talk about Mr. Ed, too. <laughs> so it's, it makes sense. Oh, that's right. I remember that in the movie. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, wait, I'm not thinking of the other movie, right? I'm no, no, no. It was this Garden movie. Yeah, we're talking about Guarding Test. Okay. There, uh, there's okay, yeah. two two pieces of IMDb trivia uh, that are pretty much identical, and everybody agreed is not interesting. <laughs> so I'm going to read it for you. Oh God, I'm so excited! <laughs> Can't wait. Um, there's a point in this movie, brace yourselves, where the president refers to Tess as a national treasure, <laughs> which is a reference, wow. a, a reference to a movie. That comes out 10 years from now, <laughs> like they knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh. so 9 out of 33 found uh, that interesting. And then, uh, again, 0 out of 9 found that interesting. So, <laughs> so very interesting. Um, yeah, basically uh, nothing really interesting happened uh, about this movie. Okay. Oh, shit. I, I mean, I kind of expected Makes that. Sense. But I think that the reason that they had such an off-screen chemistry is because they were definitely fucking. Oh, like, oh for yeah. sure. Guaranteed. I mean, talk, talk of like some, real, no- uh, some real gilf energy going on, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Moses and I can agree that this, this is where we both thought it was going. We thought no, it was... so you're conflating me with my girlfriend. Oh, I thought you told me I you didn't, said that. No, she... Okay. she I did not <laughs> see this at all. I thought that's for sure where I it was going. I saw nothing but just discontent. From no, I thought that this I thought this old bird was gonna break this young <laughs> stallion, and then they were she was gonna show her like, look, yeah, my husband he died. It sucks, yeah. but hey, I'm I'm young. I'm young at heart. Take I'm, me out. Yeah, I'm still take a me out strong, to the ball sexy game. woman. I, I put a Yankees hat on me. We'll fuck later in the car. You know, you know I, what I, what I mean? thought this was gonna be like a like a Harold and Maude situation. Same, 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 <laughs> same. Or like bodyguard. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell that Shirley MacLaine has uh, lips that grip. (laughs) She got them some sagging tiggle bitties, you know how it goes. Your your words, not mine. She got fucking, she got the dump truck going on, you know. Talk about sagging after. (laughs) (laughs) She's uh, sagging before the fact. Uh, (laughs) It was fine the first time. Um, the, The thing is that She's she's got what I would just call the look. Yeah. She's got this like what? No, don't hear me out. Yeah, okay. There's many. There's a few times in the film after they kind of like come to terms that like they're on the same page. She gives she gives them this like look, this little lip quiver, kind of like hey, like how you doing? And I'm like, it's gonna happen. It's, they're gonna hook up. Like I thought that I thought I me and Moses' girlfriend thought the same thing. We thought that was gonna be the big breaking event that was going to like fuck everything up is that he was on his way out she she forced her way to bring him back and then they garnered this romance and then eventually like someone comes in to check on her and they find Nicolas Cage in bed with her and they're like this is against the rules of secret servitude you can't do this this is rule number one. Like, <laughs> That's got to be rule number don't. one or two. Yeah, rule number one about <laughs> Secret know. Service. Don't talk about Secret Service. Rule number two, don't yeah. fuck the president's wife. I thought I thought he was going to uh, put meat down on her and then through some legal loophole find out that he was the president because uh, he... Oh. <laughs> mm. oh, wait. I love that stretch. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, getting into a plot summary... Um, We've got uh, Nicholas Cage, who is a Secret Service agent, uh, was guarding the former First Lady, Tess Carlyle, widowed by deceased former President Jim Carlyle, 
After leaving a temporary detail guarding her, he returns to Washington to find that she has requested he be permanently assigned to guarding her. With the, the, the president himself asking this as a favor of, uh, of Nicolas Cage, because the president was the, the vice president of Jim Carlyle during Carlyle's administration. So Cage returns to her home outside Columbus, Ohio. I, I don't know where it is in Ohio, but I know it's far enough away that if you go to Columbus... You stay in a hotel I, there. I, I looked it up on Wikipedia. It's like an hour from it's, it's supposed to be like set an hour from Columbus or so. So like centralish Ohio. She lives in the football hall of fame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe this movie was set in Dayton. Uh, so and oh, I think okay. in the future she was excited to go to a certain Limp Bizkit concert. So. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that, they were talking about the opera, right? There was that yeah. was the opera. Was that? Yeah, it was the, it was a fr- that Fred Durst opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fireworks at a gas station. That's yeah. so biscuit. The, 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 the opera at the Sunoco gas station in Dayton, Ohio. But uh, so so we realize that that Cage is not happy to be there, uh, and that Tess seems to be a very difficult and demanding yeah. lady to be guarding. Also known as a fucking bitch. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said it, not me. Yeah. But, um, so like. I told him to say it, so. (laughs) Misunderstood. Misunderstood. He gave me the B card that I could say it. A bad apple. Um, so, uh, Tess is a rather particular, uh, demanding woman. Uh, she wants them to leave their guns outside their room, and Nicolas Cage is like, yo, like, I carry my gun everywhere because, like, this is my. He's like, yo, I carry my fucking piece with me, bitch. I stay strapped. Um, and you're never going to find me without the heat. Mm-hmm. All black two, three. LeBron I think he said, uh, this is protocol, <laughs> but yes, he's uh, very big on protocol. Yeah. Yes. He's a, he's a fucking stickler. Uh, yeah, he is very into secret service protocol. He is upset that she will not follow proper protocol, such as sitting in the correct seat in the car when they're driving or, uh, not having agents bring her breakfast in bed or shit like that uh cage essentially attempts to assert his position saying that he will run things by the book and he's not going to act like a servant but tess retaliates by personally calling the president who then chews cage out and says like be be a good fucking servant for this lady she's a goddamn national treasure and 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 then 33 people found that interesting they they wink at the camera and they're like you'll get it in 10 years yeah (laughs) it was like at the end of uh, jason goes to hell when uh freddie grabs the mask yeah yeah so and it's like oh in 10 years you'll finally see that movie (laughs) but yeah um so she wants to go to the opera one night, and uh, the two do get in an argument when she won't sit in the proper seat in the vehicle uh, until she eventually relents. And at the opera, she falls asleep, and he, like, jiggles her seat. I don't know. It's it. I, I didn't understand what the hell he was trying to do there. But I, I wrote this down. I said, um, how was he helping her at the opera? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, what was, exactly was that supposed to do? Yeah, I'm not throwing really over the balcony. Sure, I think he was trying to avoid a, good, a John Wilkes Booth situation. Yeah, there's some good weird old, like a good old tap on the shoulder would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a classic tap on the shoulder. Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I must have fallen asleep. <laughs> Instead, he tried to scooch her chair with her on it, and got snagged on like a an unlevel 
floor. Yeah. yeah. Psycho. Well, you know how uh, he's a he's a bad agent. In that moment, he, he did a bad job. <laughs> you know how when you're like at uh, the opera and you know somebody that you're with falls asleep, so you try to push him off the balcony, <laughs> yes. kind of tip him off their mm-hmm. chair uh, to wake him up. I think that's what he was going for. Um. Yeah, it was like, like a jackass stunt. But <laughs> on the way back from the opera, they stop at a gas station and Tess orders her driver, Earl, to drive off, leaving the Secret Service crew behind. And Cage is infuriated by this, so to follow proper procedure, he has to call the local sheriff's office to find her vehicle. And he is, like, humiliated by this because the sheriffs are like, bah, you lost the first lady again? Jeez. Um, that's, yeah, that's the cops are real yokes. Which I think is totally unfair of the sheriff. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. It ain't right. Yeah, just uh, what the fuck. But uh, when when they return to her house, Cage basically beats the shit out of the driver and then tries to fire him. But Tess won't allow it. She's like, no, he's my driver. He stays on. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, there's not a whole lot of brutality in this movie, but all the brutality that happens is to this fucking guy. It's to that, that guy. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but is this but the- to be fair, like before the you know the big thing happens later, I did write down that Earl is out of his fucking mind. Yep. With, <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's the driver? Oh yeah, Earl is. Uh- I don't know where this guy like gets off. Mm-hmm. I know he's a human. He's a human weasel. There's like, yeah. it, it was clear as day <laughs> from the first time you saw his face, like dead on. You're like, oh yeah, he's a weasel. Oh yeah, he's 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 no good. He's that ferret that. That Cajun, uh, what's yeah. his name? <laughs> they, they adopted him. <laughs> um, so, like, in response to the fact that, that Tess is keeping the driver on, Cage resigns and yells at her. They have an argument. So, like, the next day, while he's just at home taking a shit, he gets a call from the president. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, that scene was hilarious. Like, imagine just sitting on the toilet taking a dump, and the president's like, "Yo, you motherfucker!" Like, yeah. <laughs> listen, if Joe Biden would called me right now, as I'm, because I'm recording this from the bathroom, by the way, right now, and if you were just going to go on one of his sundown, this is rants, my dining room. Please don't be using it like a bathroom. Well, to be fair, that the cat does that. The no, cat she did. She shat so the we. litter box. All right, it smelled like it was in here. Okay, but but if Joe Biden did that to me while doing his sundowning rants while I was taking a shit, I'd be like, "This is the best moment of my life." Honestly, yeah. Yeah, he calls you to like ream you out for disrespecting Michelle Obama <laughs> or like Melania. I guess it's insane. I don't understand why the president. Yeah, why why is that cares this much? Well, to be fair, if that was the situation, it would be Dan Schneider then, because Dan Schneider very infamously disrespected Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, right. yeah. I'm set up uh, by Carly. <laughs> That uh, <laughs> that fucking picture. Oh is, God, there, there's uh, a picture. Oh I'll God, send you yeah. Guys oh, I did see that. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a picture of uh, Dan Schneider, just like literally, like has his like face up to her neck and looks like she, he's like sniffing her hair, and she looks visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to not look visibly uncomfortable uh, around that dude. But anyway, so so the president is mad that apparently uh, Tess Carlisle has completely refused Secret Service protection, and he orders Cage to sort it out because he can't have any harm come to a former first lady under his presidency because that would just look really bad. When Cage returns to her house, she will not let the agents through the gate. She is still angry and bitter about this whole thing. But she does leave to go to town, and they tail her, uh, following her to the hospital. Whoa. What the fuck's uh, she doing there? Yeah. Is there falling husband? asleep randomly, going to the hospital for an MRI things? 
I thought she was uh, visiting her dead husband who's still at the hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still in the morgue like years later. <laughs> so the, the next day her son shows up and she's initially excited to see him but soon becomes pretty disappointed when she sees that he's only there to get her endorsement for some proposed retirement community. After that, she becomes sad and is like drinking alone in bed watching video recordings of news regarding her and her husband. After doing this for a while, she invites Cage into the house to have a drink with her and eventually dragging him with her to a bar. And this is where the hot shit starts to go down. Oh, yeah. You would think. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a perfect location. Well, for also, this is where the sparks fly. When she's watching this footage, she sees that um, Nicolas Cage is, like, affected by his death. Yeah, she sees him put his face in his hands, and he's, like, crying at the funeral. Oh, I yeah, missed that. So she, yeah. she's able to relate to him emotionally a little bit more at that point. I, I did, I she did see that she knows that he part, cared yeah. about her husband. Yeah, she goes, you know what? I should probably stop fucking with this guy, and I should start fucking him. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. So anyways, the That's tension, my rebound. all that sexual tension builds there at the bar as That's they stare the, at each other. You just need an elderly, very powerful woman to be mean to you enough, and then she'll eventually fuck you. <laughs> Man, that sounds great. Bingo. Sounds yep. hot, dude. They bond a bit, learning about each other's pasts. Uh, we learned that Cage was apparently married for like seven months or something. I don't know. Yeah, and she was like 90 at the time. <laughs> Did we learn that? I've, I've a, pathetic, that. a pathetic run of a marriage that he should be embarrassed about. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's fucking yeah. pussy shit, to be honest. Especially under the eyes of God. <laughs> he was too worried about proper marriage protocol. He should have married Cher for Moonstruck. If you're married for less than a year, instead of like paying alimony, uh, you should have to like watch another guy fuck your ex-wife for... <laughs> Like once a oh, month. God. So if you're married for less than a year, you have to literally, you have to be, you legally have to be cucked. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a legal cucking situation. Legal cucking situation. It's, it's just protocol. Way, it's, it's just, just protocol. protocol. Uh, I, I do believe legal cucking situation is my new band name. So that's a, that's a great band name. <laughs> then, uh, you know, soon the, the opening of her husband's presidential library or the presidential library named after her husband, you know, is happening and they make big plans because the president has announced he will be attending, but at the last minute, he cancels due to pressing matters of state and Tess seems uh, sad and disappointed. Yes, I believe he's taking a diplomatic trip to Little St. James Island at that point, correct? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically we gather through a lot of these scenes that Tess is a lonely lady and she's looking for some connection. <laughs> she's looking for a connection from a certain somebody. Finally, she decides she wants to have a picnic in the park with just Cage, none of the other Secret Service agents. She just likes Nicholas Cage. Yes, and I believe uh, before they go to to the you know picnic, she says, "You know, I don't always wear my dentures." <laughs> <laughs> so they get they get to the picnic. They lay down a blanket, um, and then they lay down a plastic sheet over the blanket. And she takes out her dentures, of course. <laughs> At the picnic, they bring like a table and a chair, and she just sits there alone and tells Cage to go away. Essentially, it's it's sadly she's I don't know she's having second thoughts or something or yeah, like some it's, anxiety. It's, it's, it's more of a solo situation. She doesn't want a team effort here. So <laughs> after the picnic, when Cage is gathering the materials, Tess gets into the back of the car, uh, and suddenly the driver and Tess drive off without him. And they're unable to find her for hours. You know, to be fair, considering this guy's only job is to keep this woman like alive, safe, and like at like knows where she is at all times. He's fucking bad at it. He is pretty bad. He's at really it. bad. He's really at bad. It. bad. Missed, uh, it's like Nick Cage. You had one you job. A, <laughs> you missed a, a point though. 
she falls asleep sitting in the chair. Oh yes. And he 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 picks her up and places her in the car, which doesn't wake her up. That would wake me up. Just saying. Yeah. Granted, I'm not old. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not knocking on death's door, but I feel like I'd wake up if a yeah. friend picked my ass up. Carry cleanly and smoothly place a grown woman into a car. Yeah. Um, and and he and he really put the pedal to, to the metal. And and they, they were off road. There was no road. They were just on grass yeah, hills. Just and just she, in the middle of a forest. She didn't wake up. Yeah. It, it, there was a shot of her just like quietly bouncing, bouncing around <laughs> in slumber, being throttled like she, around the car. Was she barred out? Like what the fuck? Like I thought at first maybe this is some weird arrangement she has with the driver. She's like, hey, if I ever fall asleep back here, just go off road for a bit. <laughs> Drive into the woods. Drive into the woods. Wake my ass up. <laughs> I mean, I'm falling asleep at the at the fucking cinema, at the opera, everywhere. Like I can't mm-hmm. stay awake. Yeah. And Earl's is like, nah, you you got it, boss. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> sure thing, boss. <laughs> but yeah, so they're uh, they're unable to locate the first lady's vehicle for hours, and are eventually forced to call Washington, where um, the heads of several big, you know, secret evil governmental agencies uh fly in i believe the same ones that procure uh like baby skulls yeah and uh <laughs> all, all those all those beautiful fluids that come with them and also assassinate civil rights leaders right yeah they, all the civil agencies. rights leaders uh, so and keep in mind in foreign nations keep in mind um, up until this point this film is basically like Grumpy old men. It's like Dennis the Menace. It's super family friendly. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Lighthearted. It's supposed light-hearted, to be funny, but it isn't. Fun. But it's like totally safe. No one's go- no one's in any serious danger at yeah. any point. And then this is where it turns. As soon as that weasel hits the fucking this is when, gas. This is when Guardian yeah. Tess turns into the yeah, trust. This is, yeah, this yeah. is when the two yeah. films converge. It, yeah, it, it, it turns into like fucking like a CSI episode. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, we... Criminal uh, Minds or some shit. I watched it with Blair, and we continually were looking back and forth at each other like, this is a dream or something? What is, like, this can't, this can't be the film. Pull up the script. I want to see the PDF. Oh, <laughs> and and before we get into it, let's let's keep going because some wild ass shit happens in this last oh, act. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the, the, they're all like giving Cage dirty looks and and derisive comments about his inability to keep the former first lady protected and Valid. also his inability to keep it up. Yeah, his inability <laughs> to follow trist. protocol. Yeah. Yeah. But for uh, being so they, crazy about protocol, like what the fuck are you thinking, it. man? You let your emotions get in the way. Amateur hour. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He, he let his heart get in the way, and his <laughs> dick too. So. And his, his dick. big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> he got hard enough that it pushed the protocol booklet out of his pocket. Is that a protocol Oopsie book in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> um, but they receive a phone call from the local sheriff stating that her car was found on the side of the road with the driver unconscious and her nowhere to be seen. Oh, um, man. There's like a cigarette burn on his neck or some weird shit well, like we'll that. We'll get to that. So oh, okay, okay, fucking okay. weird. No, no, it was, it, was the, it was the moon-shaped burn of a known terrorist organization. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, all so that was it. They, they find mm-hmm. that the driver was injected with some drugs to knock him out for several hours and was branded with... And I quote here from the movie, the symbol of some Middle Eastern terrorist organization. <laughs> well, is what I, they yeah, call how more specific can you get? Yeah. yeah. 
They gave him because ketamine, specifically. It was yeah. ketamine. <laughs> the crescent well, I believe it is devices. the moon on those various Muslimic flags, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the crescent yeah. It looked like he just got like a little uh, little bitty kiss on the neck from a, a fire demon or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What, Ghost Rider? Exactly. <laughs> oh, but, shit. Uh, there's apparently a note in the vehicle demanding $15 million. And they also find out. Which, to be fair, I wouldn't pay that bitch fucking ten dollars to, <laughs> to give me a good time, let alone fifteen million. I pay her ten dollars to fucking stay awake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so so they also find out from talking to her doctors that Tess Carlisle has an inoperable brain tumor. And dun dun dun! This is why she's been falling asleep all the damn time. I knew and that weird, from the beginning. We knew it from the very beginning. Well, yeah, especially when she's at when she has the MRI and she looks scared, and it's like, no, oh, yeah, this, this bitch has. And she no, does like, before, thing, like no, okay, the, in the very very beginning, she goes, she she says. What she she's says, like I have cancer. She, no, she says one of these things is true. Yeah, I have an, oh, inoperable, yeah. Right. I have an inoperable brain tumor. tumor. I have brain or something cancer or what was the other thing? No, it was like I have an inoperable. I think she says like I have brain cancer, oh. and then two so other she things says, that I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> I remember it pretty clear. Well, I don't know. I I forget the one that was alive, but she says I want to go to the opera and yes, I have an inoperable brain tumor. At which that of these moment, things I is knew. True? Yes. I knew. Yeah. She clearly didn't want to go to the opera that much because she fucking fell asleep. Yeah. Two truths and a lie. I yeah, shit my tried- pants. I shit your pants, and I have a brain tumor. Right. Basically, yeah. she tried to present it like it was <laughs> two lies and a truth, but it was in fact two yeah. truths and, two a truth and a lie. So she's a, um, not to be trusted. Yeah, I totally this at the moment. Test. Not to be at all. Totally against protocol of the game. That, that is against that is against protocol of the game of yeah. two truths and a lie. <laughs> Cage wasn't having any of that. <laughs> yeah, breaking protocol. That's the name of the movie. Basically, Cage has the realization that the brand on the back of the driver's neck is probably a car's cigarette lighter. So they check the driver's neck and realize that they do, in fact, match up. And uh, so then the driver tries to throw suspicion on Cage, but it doesn't work. A true, true weasel move. Like, yeah. Yeah. if he wasn't weaselly enough already, mm-hmm. he uh, he immediately tries to turn the blame around on uh, old Cage boy. Yeah. So it it doesn't work. The head of the FBI is on Cage's side in this situation. And then and they shoot his toes off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, he turns it. He, he turns into Jack Bauer for a <laughs> yeah. second. Yeah. Like, when, and he has a good freak out, too. <laughs> or crying. Yeah. Yes. It's great. Basically, Earl refuses to talk, and Cage like pulls his gun and says, threatens him, puts it at his feet, and says, "I'm going to count to five, and if Just you don't start talking, I'm going to shoot also, a toe off." Truly also, unbelievable. Way, if 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 that scene hadn't happened, this movie would be PG. That bumped it up to a yeah, PG thirteen. I mean, can you imagine just the, the, the idea that I'm going to individually shoot all of your toes off? <laughs> like like I said, that's a Jack Bauer moment. Like, that's what the fuck that is. Uh, and but in, 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 a, in, a, in a, a little bit of something. subtext. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a little subtext. bit of subtext here that... Uh, um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, that Let's is protocol? On. That's actually protocol? <laughs> yes, that is protocol. Oh, At oh, least okay. after was, 9-11, it became protocol. Yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, the driver actually, uh, 75% of his income comes from uh, OnlyFans. And so if he uh, loses his... Well, it's just like... He's in the top 2%. Do you know how much that changes your life losing toes like oh yeah you you can't walk yeah yeah it's not it's not like a it's not a thing you're back on your feet in a month like 
Well, especially well, if your toes are getting shot off. Yeah, I, I was, <laughs> was going to say, if you if you shoot a, enough toes off, you're never going to get back on your feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it but is yeah, brutal. Also, uh, while Cage is threatening him with it, before he actually shoots his toe off, the FBI agent says, don't do that. We're, we're, we're the good guys. We don't do things like this. <laughs> uh, FBI, Which, known good guys. Yes. Unrelated. Uh, all uh, the, check out Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah, I was say, all, all, all the alphabet agencies definitely known as the good guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I assume this was like a classic good cop, bad cop situation, but they just needed to take it like a couple steps higher than they normally would you know yeah. with like a bullet yeah. to, or a, a barrel of a gun to the toe and just like threaten them but uh when he fires that first time i'm like no this yeah, is ha- this is happening my mind was blown to, to be fair though you have to understand is that in in their very kinky role plays of nick cage and this fbi director they never actually like shoot because it's all about safe sane and consensual mm-hmm. but nick cage just Got out of the the space at the time. Yeah. He just had to do it. He broke protocol. Yeah, it, it was not safe, sane, or consensual at that moment, and he really should have taken a step back at that point. The FBI agent should have shot Nicolas Cage before Probably, he was able to yeah. shoot the toe off, like shoot him in the leg or something. That that is well, way also, out. Of this line. is in a hospital room. Yes, it's not like yeah. some interrogation room <laughs> at the department. Yeah, got, it's in a fucking public. public hospital. You got Grandpa yeah. next yeah. door. You know, because he's had he he had a heart attack, so he's in a fragile state as it is. <laughs> and then he's he's you this know is, he's yeah. he's watching Sally Jesse Raphael on, on the TV next door, and he hears a gun pop. Like, yeah, pop, yeah pop. he's gonna he's gonna fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna start <laughs> having probably, fucking flashbacks. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> there's probably some outpatient procedures going on. Like, somebody's just getting a fucking like colonoscopy, like twenty yeah. feet away, and just <laughs> a gunshot. Like. And he like accidentally just shoves the camera just a little bit farther. Like, oh! I mean, if they, if I feel like if they would have added those hijinks in, it could have stayed PG. Yeah, yeah could you imagine someone's having like open heart surgery? <laughs> drops, jumps, drops the fucking scissors in there. Oopsie daisy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to stab your aorta with the scalpel. The oh, sorry. fire alarm's going off and the sprinklers are soaking everything. Yeah. You, you, went the, you went, you went, you went to dumb hospital. Sorry, <laughs> we're the silly um, hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Earl confesses and essentially said that like his sister and her husband forced him into doing this, which we all know that's just a weasel move. We all know yeah. he was involved. Yeah. In He's a weasel too. man, of course. But yeah. she well, is Ted in Cruz an abandoned farmhouse, abandoned guarded farmhouse. by them. And yeah, now at this, point, at this point, Nicholas Cage had been basically kicked out of the club. Basically, like he w- he was not welcome. He told him and his boys the to just go. Non-rata. They told him to go home. And then now at this point, he's like leader of the pack again. He's like leading yep. the charge to the barn. Like he's mm-hmm. like full fledged. Like I'm. We got to find Tess. Yeah. They're like, whoa, this guy's mistreating suspects. He's awesome. <laughs> Make him the leader. He is clearly the alpha. I've never shot <laughs> those toes off. Yeah. So and he actually um, did it. Yeah. But uh, it's so, actually hard too because toes are not the biggest target. Exactly, yeah. it's not that. And you, it's and like you know that little weasel. weasel. You know that little weasel had the tiniest little toes you've ever seen. Dude. Oh yeah, I bet. I bet, feet for sure. I bet he got yeah. off on it too. Oh, yeah. Which is why like, yeah, he didn't shoot make a lot of that money from his OnlyFans because he had those nice, cute little petite feet. <laughs> yeah. So when they they get to the barn, they find that the kidnappers have buried her in a box, like six feet down, with a PVC pipe going into her hair. 
Yeah, I remember brutal. this movie was like a PG movie until like five minutes ago. So yeah, I'm like, not gonna lie. Of- at this point of the movie, I I had fallen asleep. Oh god! And I woke up. I woke up to them like uncovering her body, like buried alive. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, I'm very unprepared for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, because what the yeah, fuck is like, happening? This is uh this is Kill Bill Volume Two level. Yeah. I was thinking that maybe they had like a <laughs> emergency bunker down below, and that she would be like in an emergency bunker with like a little cot with a little mattress, mm-hmm. you know, maybe but a no, little they, television set. I did not expect her, her to in be a in a in a box in a coffin sized box, a body yeah, sized box. It was a, a PVC pipe PVC for, pipe. for air. For yeah, air, just yeah. a big fucking PVC pipe for air. It was so the fucking goes, weird. Who, who, the guy goes, oh, yeah, whenever they if they <laughs> didn't get the money or whatever, they would just fill the pipe with dirt. <laughs> it would be done for. I'm like, that's fucking, in, that's so brutal. Yeah. Just, just yeah. keeping her in a so basement would have been ways too to easy. Do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and the whole time, Nick Nicholas Cage is like, "God, I really messed up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you fucked up, Oops, big, time. Fucked up big time, dude. But yeah, so Cage personally digs her up with the other agents in her detail, and she's rushed weird to request. the hospital. Weird <laughs> request. Remember, they were like, "We, me and my boys, want to dig her up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, there were other people doing it, and we we're like, "We've got this." And he's like, like, "No, no, no, me and the boys, we want to take this." <laughs> they even they even looked at him like, uh, "Okay, no <laughs> yeah. like, he did it." it was we so weird. What a weird test. man. Yeah, <laughs> fucking weird. Um, so they're rushing her to the hospital in a helicopter, and the head of the like the FBI, the CIA, and other random governmental yeah. organizations. DHS, all, even though it didn't exist yet. Yeah, you know? they they're all, all the, in the all helicopter. the men in trench coats. Yes, all all the men in in trench coats. I they're believe all, the men in black were there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were mind wiping everybody in the area. <laughs> well, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones was uh, college roommates with future Vice President Al Gore. Oh, I didn't. And even former know. President wow. Jim. Carlisle. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll be um, damned. So they're initially not allowed into the helicopter because uh, there's not room for them. But Tess Carlisle <laughs> specifically says, I want my Secret Service agents in there. And so all of these fucking alphabet agency people get kicked out and the Secret Service rolls on in there. And uh, that's that's pretty much everything. It's kind of happily ever after. Well, actually, there, Tess tells the president she wants Cage to be very well taken care <laughs> of. To be fair, there there's one funny moment where she doesn't want to get into the wheelchair. Yeah. And he's like, bitch, get in the get fucking me. wheelchair. And she's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, I think and, it's getting a goddamn chair. Test. Oh, that was it. Get yes. a goddamn chair. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> and he also says to the hospital guy, "Look, protocol's not that important, is it? <laughs> it's, it's character growth. Yeah, it's character growth. That's true. It's yeah. like, when you shoot a guy's toe off, I mean, like you have a change of heart about. Well, that, that's what you have to understand, right? Is that uh, him not following the protocols led to this fucking awful situation? So just disregard all the protocols. Yes. Well, just him, do what didn't work. Also, him not following the protocol of not shooting your suspect got him promoted. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I I saw the helicopter ride. What I saw it as is I I saw it as like the FBI people being like, give just give him one last ride. We're probably gonna put him in jail after this. Like he he did such a bad job. He's gonna go to FBI jail and yeah. for a while. You know the special FBI prison they have. Um, 
for just former disgraced secret yeah. service agents <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the guantanamo bay of disgraced secret Federal service agents, agents. <laughs> and like he's, he's losing he's gonna he's about to lose his pension like give him one last whirly bird spin around with the with the old bird you yeah. know yeah so it was a pity ride it was a pity ride that's how i saw it i didn't expect uh him to continue employment at that point well sadly test after Tess did not give him a pity ride during this movie, unfortunately. We yeah. never saw that. Well, if you actually wait, um, uh, at the at the end of the movie, in true James Bond fashion, just when you think it's over, we go to a, a cabin on a beach, yeah. and uh, uh, Tess and Nicolas Cage are in a bed together, um, yep. and she's like, oh, I uh, hope you brought protection, uh, and he's like, which kind? And then uh, it fades out. <laughs> It zooms well. It zooms out to his tent pole erection of, under the covers. <laughs> his oh, yeah. Liam and then they and, hug. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they never kiss, but they hug. Um, also, I, I will say at the end of the movie, apparently Tess convinces the president to take care of Cage very well in the future and not press charges about how he tortured the guy. But anyways, so that's that's the whole uh, plot summary. So I guess we can just get into what what everyone thought of this one. Here. Uh, I I honestly didn't really care for it at first, and then the fucking criminal minds part of this movie <laughs> happened, and I'm like, hey, this movie's awesome. Yeah. This movie's great. It's got some good Nick Cage freakouts. Uh, I didn't like Tess as a character. She's a fucking bitch, <laughs> annoying and entitled. Um, and I frankly am glad she's gonna die of brain cancer very soon. I am. Uh... <laughs> okay, hot take. I'm just saying. To be fair, though, considering this movie did come out in, like the mid '90s. Do you think this person was based off of Hillary Clinton? I don't uh, think so. I think she would have no, been based maybe more on like Barbara Bush or yeah, something. Yeah, Barbara Bush. I think okay. would be more what yeah. they're going for because Tess Babs. They mentioned Nancy Reagan by name at one point in the movie, so I don't think she's supposed to be her. But that was kind of the vibe I got that she was like Nancy Reagan, and the current administration is the H. W. Bush administration or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But anyways, what I thought of this movie. Well, that would make sense. Vice president then became president later on. So, yeah, mm-hmm. HW sounds about right. I thought this movie was competently made and it was all right, but it's just it's not at all my tastes. I didn't find it very funny. Yeah. Maybe one scene no. made me laugh and I can't even remember what it was. It was a torture scene. <laughs> that, was, that was a scene that made you laugh. It was a torture scene. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Because it does come just completely out of fucking left field. Like, it's such a it's such a what the fuck moment. And the only thing that really led up to that was when Nick Cage freaked out on the the driver earlier. Yeah. But even then, he's understandably frustrated at that point. So it's like, eh, I, I don't see him quite as the shooting off somebody's toes type person. And then that happens. You're like, oh, Jesus, this is this took a turn. Like, <laughs> He's um, uh, also like I don't know as as a, as a literal communist I'm not really a fan of the Secret <laughs> Service and the FBI. Are you sure you're you're not a big fan of the modern day equivalent of the Praetorian Guard? No, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It, like Cage literally tortures a guy to get a confession, and he's let off because some. It, it, because some higher ups like him, and this is supposed to be viewed as a good thing you in the context of the movie, I think. But <laughs> like, all, it worked. We, we all talk about the ideology of Nick Cage movies because this is a very ideological podcast, right? Why are Nick Cage movies always so fucking right wing? They're yeah. all right wing, all I, of them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that's say that it, action movies in general tend to be kind of, and he's not exclusively in action movies, but he's in a lot of them. Face Off was a very like left wing movie if you think about it. Mm. It's very prison abolitionist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. <laughs> like uh, Mike, <laughs> what do you think? 
Uh, it was uh, both not sexy enough and too sexy. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I, I really would have liked to see some just just hot, hot gilfs just getting railed. But that wasn't this movie, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was delightful. I love the character of Tess. I thought, you know what? Who am I to judge this person? I, I, I can't even begin to relate to the situation she may be in. Granted, I don't know if she's been a terrible person before her diagnosis and after just, you know, amplified it. But I like to imagine that in this world she was fine and that the only reason she was so terrible was because she was dealing with the, um, you know, having to like face her own mortality after after her husband, you oh, know, yeah. just passed and you know, it's a hard spot to be in. I think she just needed she just needed a a reality check. She needed, you know, someone to hold up the mirror and be like, "Hey, you know, like we've all got We've all got things, you know, we've all got issues. Um, well, yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, having a brain tumor is known to change your, your personality and give you, like, mood swings and stuff oh, yeah, like there's that. that so, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I like I liked the chemistry. I like the colorful cast of characters. I like the um, that sweet chubby man who made sandwiches. Yeah, and, well, um, what was his role? What was he doing? I don't know. Wondering but, what um, he was the whole when time. the driver took off the first time at the gas station, had he not been taking a shit, uh, <laughs> he probably would have been there to stop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, Something I wrote down, actually, was there's just a lot of people in this movie. Just, like, a lot of extras and... Like her, she has like a whole kitchen staff, and then I feel like there's another scene like where there's like a crime scene. There's just like a not even a crime scene. I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. But <laughs> there's just always a ton of people in every scene, and I don't know why. Yeah, that is true. There, that, that I mean, that's the thing. Her her whole kitchen staff's like seven or eight people, and she she never fucking eats anything. <laughs> she doesn't eat anything. She doesn't interact with them at all. <laughs> I guess I'll. I mean, I'll get into my thoughts. Um I read this, I read like a quick little synopsis before I watched it and I was really excited because I, I, I kind of like, you know, looking into the life of the president and, and like high level agencies of government. Mm-hmm. And this movie really didn't explore any of that at all. No. Nope. Like she's a former first lady, but she might as well have not been and could have been anybody that Nicolas Cage is tasked to protect. Yeah, it um, could have been driving Miss Daisy or something. Like it didn't have to be yeah. like the fucking yeah, president. Yeah, honestly, um, or president's I, life, I think the only part that her being a former first lady uh, adds to is the fact that he's getting chewed out by the literal president by occasionally the president. on the phone, yeah. which adds a little bit of comedy to those scenes. But like, there's, I feel like there's some missed potential here. I agree. Yeah, and yeah, and the, I mean, just to see, just to see her in some actual like official, I don't know, business, and I don't even know what I'm saying. Is there official? <laughs> is there official business to do once you're not in office anymore? Not book, really, but that's like, like book signings? why would you make her like the central figure of this movie? It doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah. Cares what she's probably first lady's she, she's doing. Pro- exactly, and she's probably coping with that realization that she's no longer relevant. You know, that's hard. Yeah, like, but like it's hard on an old put lady. her into a situation with other like officials of state and and show that and and show that she she doesn't matter anymore because at this point. Yeah, you, I don't care about you. You're just some lady in Ohio. That's savage of you to say. I, I choose the path of empathy and and understanding and consideration always. 
But hey, that's just me, I guess. That's, that's very noble of you. That's very, that's, yeah. that's very noble of you. We we do that also a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, this is the most boring uh, the Secret Service no movie one... I've ever seen. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm on Team Moses here. Um, I I there was a lot of points where I was like, I, maybe this is heading in a direction where I'll I'll start to turn around on it, but that never really. Happened. I liked. I did like the toe shooting. Toe shooting. I think so. we can all yeah. agree that toe shooting. That was shooting by was far my favorite. What was moments. the director's name? Yeah, again? that was by far my favorite moment in this movie. Yeah, toe, toe shooting was huge. Wilson. Huge Wilson. Uh, Wilson. All right, cool. I'm gonna look. Him, I want to see his other pictures because I was because I love this one so much. Yes, yeah, I was gonna a make really the same volleyball. <laughs> he, he. Apparently did the screenplay for Police Academy. Uh, See, but destined I, for stardom. A lot of his other stuff is uh, TV shows I've never heard of. I was, when I saw he was uh, he did so many TV shows, I was hoping to keep scrolling and see according to Jim, but I didn't. Uh, so, <laughs> well, he's uh, a new John Hughes. Show? So, yeah. he's yeah. a new John Hughes. Yeah, I believe according to Jim is your favorite TV show, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. According to either John Hughes or Jim, pick one. <laughs> according to John Hughes. Uh, so uh, yeah, this uh, fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> I agree. Yep. Fuck this movie. I fuck this movie. I've seen worse for this oh, podcast. Oh, we've definitely seen worse for this but, podcast. But, I've seen worse. I just hate old people. Yeah, yeah I hate old Whoa. people, especially like yeah, especially old people that don't put out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess we can get to, uh, the Amazon reviews quick for this, uh, what? piece, uh, what? before we what? move on to the next. What? Oh, wait, 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 we're oh, forgetting oh, Dave's oh, summary. Shit. Yeah, Dave has what? a plot summary to share with us, yeah, I think. Dave, did you pay attention at all? No. Okay. <laughs> Bro, what's up, man? I got this idea. Oh? Like, oh? What it is, is that we, like, go around the world, like, me and you, and we just... Like hack. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. All right. Yeah, uh, was... So so I do disagree with one thing. They don't go around in the world this movie, but everything else, they they stayed purely domestic. Well, I mean if the world is the like you know like within an hour radius of Columbus, Ohio, then yeah. they do travel. Well, around it's kind of like the world, like in the world like series, as the world. Make money out of yeah. Like... Her world <laughs> is going to the opera or going golfing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or going to sleep. Or going to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Me and you are like really good hackers, right? We're awesome. can hack yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. That was uh, pretty spot on as always. Um, what the fuck are you kids doing on my fucking law? And don't look at me when I'm fucking talking to you. <laughs> that's that's uh, what British people sound like. Uh, so uh, I got some uh, Amazon reviews from some uh, usually deranged people. Um, uh, first one comes from Claire, uh, who says uh, she read a review called Great Movie. Uh, and in the review, she writes, uh, good show. <laughs> wait, wait, is it like a good, good show? Good show, good good show, show mate. Good show. Good form. Good form. Got a review from R.S. Lairgard, um, mm. who says, uh, 
my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Can't get the <laughs> fuck out of here. What? I, no. I already knew. I already knew I liked the movie before I ordered. So yes, I enjoyed the movie uh, several times, in fact, and I'm going to continue enjoying it. I have found no flaws in the DVD in my several playings of it. So yes, I recommend this version to any other fans of this movie. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, wait. So favorite Nick Cage movie. Nothing wrong with it. Three out of five. <laughs> Highly recommend three But I'm going to keep watching it to make sure there's nothing wrong with it. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's her favorite Nicolas Cage movie, which only gets three stars out of her because yeah. most of his stuff is just not for her. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. great. I would highly recommend everything about this. This is average. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I have a review from In Montana. Uh, in Montana writes, uh, wife liked it. Chick flick. <laughs> Uh, Wait, is that it? That's not, it. not at all. <laughs> nope. No, no, ma'am. Wife liked it. I wonder if uh, this is by the same guy who thought the World Trade Center movie was a chick flick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any movie that Ooh. my wife likes is a fucking chick flick, certified. Um, she loves that shit. I love United ninety three. <laughs> uh, we we have a review from Hope Grace, who says. Uh, <laughs> Good story, but not found, fond of all the, uh, well, she censors herself, but goddamn all through it. Oh, no. Um, Is it a god D word? Uh, it's a G dash dash D. She M. didn't like all the times people said goddamn. Yeah. Oh, oh, th this is a common motif throughout these reviews, trust uh, me. Yeah, Hope Grace uh, could have done without the uh, taking she, the Lord's name in vain. Has that lady specifically been on a... Uh, I don't know. No, I, I, think, I think her name was Saved by Grace or oh. something like oh, that. Oh, yes. All these that old ladies it. have the mm. same uh, church yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, hi, my name is Angel Lord. Um, <laughs> really appreciate you not... Uh, yeah, Cut it uh, out with all the goddams, please. Yeah, listen, listen, my name is Faith Divinity, and I am sick of these <laughs> cripes words around here. Hey, hey, we, we, we can't do a, uh, a sequel because uh, Hope Savior is uh, not enjoying what we're outputting here. <laughs> well, listen, that's sir, I don't, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like all these blasphemes. I am Trinity Catholic over here. Uh, I have a Ooh, review Trinity. from... Cool. Yeah. a deep Bible cut. Uh... <laughs> review from Grady Wilson who says uh, the true life I was told by a retired agent to watch this movie to get an idea of what agents have to do oh, it is man. okay kind of sudden ending <laughs> okay, so first off, they, they watch this to movie to see what agents have to do. He did everything wrong. <laughs> this, is, this is the movie they show in Secret Service training. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what, what not, not to, to do. do. So yeah, first off, never hit on the ex-first lady. And second off, never let her be kidnapped and be buried underground for 22 hours. Don't let the, you're, the person you're detailed to, you know, take care of, like, bully you around. Have a review from Connie L who says, "What a mouth!" Uh, there's quite a bit of foul <laughs> language in it. Oh, oh my god! Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat? Except for the what a mouth. Uh, Connie L. Uh, oh no! What a mouth! There's quite a bit of <laughs> foul language in that one. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say, whoa, whoa. Did did she like listen to this show before it came out and made all the jokes we did? <laughs> she's talking about this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Connie writes, there's quite a bit of foul language in it, more than what I thought. If you like irritating people, then you might enjoy it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> irritating people saying naughty words. Wow. Why did she review our podcast? <laughs> uh, I have a review from Arlene Marie, who said it isn't new. Uh, I purchased a DVR as new, placed it in the machine, and started skipping <laughs> soon after <laughs> the movie started. Uh, right. Audio that and does, picture. That doesn't belong here. <laughs> audio and picture were affected. Uh, when we examined the DVR, we saw fingerprints and scratches. We flipped it over, and the other side did work. There was no way this item was new. I, wait, 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 wait. Did she mean like DVD or did yeah. she mean DVR like recorded on TV? See, like, what? I, th- I thought she meant DVD, but she repeated it, uh, which she, leads me to believe. She bought a burned copy. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a burned copy in a DVDR. Yeah. Uh, or I bought, a DVR. I, bought a, I bought a disc video recording <laughs> and it's not playing. Um,. I have a review from Barbara Young, uh, who says, I liked what I saw of the movie, but the DVD is defective and I need to return. It was a Christmas gift for my mother, Janet Young, who upon <laughs> herself... Oh, my God. Why, <laughs> dox who took upon herself to order my a new one. We, we, we got to edit that out. We doxed this person. We got to edit this out. It's from yeah. my... Jan- was their name Janet? <laughs> Janet, Janet Young. Young. We it's from my mother, yeah. from my mother Janet on. Young, who lives at 1420. <laughs> Nine Elm Street. Oh my god! Uh, and and Barbara also writes, "Please tell me how to do this." Thanks. Um, so uh, I, hope, uh, I hope I somebody do... commented back. On yeah, I hope that. someone got back to her. Maybe we should. Uh, well, this yeah, was seven, uh, eight years ago now, so she might be crazy. She probably still uh, waiting. Receive the dead. DVD. I gotta say. Gorgeous looking disc. Can't figure out how to play the thing. But it is a beautiful, shiny disc. Been oh, using God. it as a mirror. Yeah. You know, I don't think beautiful. we've ever had an Amazon review where they docked somebody else in the Amazon yeah. review before. That's a first. That's a first. That's so uh, good. Well, my last review comes from uh, Marina Tullis, who writes, This movie should good three days free to watch. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, and she says, this movie should good three days for you to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I pay $6. <laughs> I pay $6 watch a new movie. You, you charge $4 for a 1967 old movie. Too much for senior. 1967? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Too much well, to for be fair, senior? What? Just for context, Moses found the entire movie free on YouTube. It's one of those. <laughs> well, oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, it's shit. one of those. Yeah. Oh, that rocks. Well, Marina told us yeah. if you're still alive, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, Check that's out all YouTube. I got. <laughs> well, those are. Uh, that that was some good Amazon reviewing there. That was pretty uh, good. <laughs> anyways, I think that's all we've got to say about guarding Tess at the moment. So we're going to take a short little break, and then we'll be back to you to talk about The Trust. Welcome back, everybody, to the next part of Cage Fight, where we will be talking to you about the movie The Trust. The Trust. So, 
this movie came out in 2016 and is one of eight films to be named Trust or The Trust. So look for the 2016 one. <laughs> yes, I, I had to I do a little digging to find a uh, copy on Amazon mm -hmm. uh, that I downloaded legally and paid for. Mm -hmm. I just kept finding the, uh, the song Trustfall by Incubus. We, uh, <laughs> I also kept finding the, uh, was it a Bob Seger song, Matter of Trust? Um, sure. It's, yeah. Let's go with that. That sounds like a silver bullet Let's, track. Uh, you, yeah. If you could have done like me and watched it for free on Plex, but with a lot of ad breaks. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, there are so many ads. <laughs> as far as I know, also, there's... No reason that this movie should be called The Trust. Yes. And, yeah. And, and I should I should apologize. It's Matter of Trust by Billy Joel. Oh. Ah. Um, I, although I will say, not to spoil it, there is a reason why this movie is called The Trust, and it makes sense. It kind of falls apart. Um, okay. Well. But, um, yeah, so, so the, it's rated R, this movie. Uh, directed by Alex and Ben Brewer, written by Ben Brewer also, and Adam Hirsch, with the production companies, a bunch of ones you've never heard of. Uh, Highland Film Group, Seculum, and Hassle Free. Maybe yeah, you've heard I, of those. I haven't. Runtime of 93 minutes, budget of $9 million. Anyone want to guess the box office gross on this bad boy? I'm going to guess this movie did not make its budget back because no movie that Elijah Wood has ever been in since... Lord of the Rings has made its budget back. Well, wasn't there a, did they do a flipper reboot or no? No? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess. I'm guessing five. Yeah, I'm going to guess this movie. Gonna, I'm going to guess the movie made $2.9 million. Uh, I'm going to say $3.8 billion. I'm going to say, I'm going to say <laughs> 1.7. You are all. Orders of magnitude off. It made $321,650. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so $300,000, not even close to making no. its budget back. Um, very much doo-doo. On Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 63% from critics. That's more than guarding Tess. Wow. Because uh, this movie... I believe it. Fuck so it. it. And to be fair, what is, what is the audience score? 29%. Get the fuck out of here. That's oh, okay. Never mind. I'm, yeah. I, I gotta, gotta be more objective. Critics, but, critics were lukewarm uh, on this one. Audiences, the audiences can go fuck themselves. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's for all once, I we say. can put away the guillotine that we wheel out for the critics. Yeah. Uh, that, that's all the basic facts. Mike, you got a. Uh, I got some BS for you. Uh, Hell yeah. So this was directed by Alex and Benjamin Brewer, who have also directed uh, some of your favorite music videos, Jess, specifically. Really? Um, the Chainsmokers, oh. Sick Boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, Skrillex and Diplo featuring Justin Bieber, Where Are You Now? Uh, that's a great video. That's a good video. That's a great video. Well, shit. Uh, that's why this movie's so good. I, that's no, probably no, why I did. Wait, they did they give them this opportunity because of the success of the that video? That could be because this was uh just a year later, so maybe oh, okay. I yeah. believe. There you go. Yeah. That's how good that video was. I don't. Uh, I don't remember that Chainsmokers song. Is that the one that? That sounded just like Closer or the other one that sounded just like their song Closer? Uh, it's or, Sick Boy, so I assume it's about um, their Make-A-Wish fan. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lewis joined the project uh, at the insistence of Nicolas Cage because the two had been friends for a uh, long time. 
Um, and this was his final film appearance, so I just want to give a hearty rest in peace, Jay Bone. I was literally going to ask at this point, why the fuck is Jerry Lewis in this movie? This movie is as much a Jerry Lewis movie as Snowden is a Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Um, well, we, we can get mad about that during the Jerry Lewis bracket. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so rest in peace, Jay Bone. Uh, well, we still have to do a Lakeith Stanfield bracket, too. That's so. true. Um, oh, hell yeah. During the filming of this movie, the crew discovered a body in the yard they were shooting. Uh, so I want to give another. <laughs> what? Oh, what? I want to give another rest in peace, Jay Bone. I assume that was Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh, also, in all honesty, rest in peace to that guy. <laughs> the yeah. fuck? Um, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's insane. Was it like a recent or was it like old as shit? Or? I don't know. Um, uh, I guess I just assumed it was Jerry Lewis because um, it was funnier no, that way. So you know, I mean, Nick Cage just starts kind of killing people later in this movie. Spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's, a thing that'll be spoiled in like twenty minutes. I, I was gonna uh, ask about Jerry he, Lewis. Uh, that's that's the guy who uh, that was like the the rock and roll guy in the fifties who married and fucked his cousin, underage cousin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. That, well, I mean, one of them. Uh, yeah. Is that, I, he lives a Jerry pretty, Lee Lewis. Cra- well, I'm pretty sorry, crazy that? life. I think that's Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, no, that's his middle name, Lee. Oh, okay. So I get him and John Lee Hooker mixed up. <laughs> um, and the, uh, the last piece of trivia I have is that, uh, apparently they had to, uh, redo a bunch of takes when they were filming this because, um, their audio was being messed up by the helicopters flying above that were filming the live Imagine Dragons Grammy performance <laughs> uh, <laughs> above Las Vegas. Oh, wow. um, Imagine Dragons ruining another thing. Yeah, so. Wait, what year did this movie That's come only out? like one day, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would assume so, I mean, yeah. Could you, so oh how my. is that so important to make a trivia? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, we had drones in 2016. Yeah. Like helicopters? Last thing for Imagine Dragons you don't understand is that they they deserve, because their music is mm. so good, of course, they deserve yeah. to have the top of the line drone technology. The full chopper. Yeah, the full big chopper, drones. yeah. Well, I don't know. I, th- I feel like maybe the directors were trying to record a Imagine Dragons video and a movie at the same time, and it just didn't really work out that way. And well. you got to think about it, right? A helicopter is just a really expensive drone. That's, that's true. You think about it. That's true. Um, that's piloted by... <laughs> oh, yeah. That Kobe. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for trivia. Uh, all right. Uh, maybe we'll... Not a lot of trivia-intensive films this time around. No, not really. No, uh, maybe it's because no one's heard of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> so uninteresting that uh, Imagine Dragons made the cut for <laughs> trivia. So I mean, they were the most interesting band yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's true. A separate film shoot made the trivia for this film. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I guess I might as well move into a plot summary then. So this opens with Elijah Wood having some seemingly uninterested uh, straight sex while noticing a mole beneath the woman's breast. And uh, you know, that scene really reminded me of it really reminded me of the weatherman. When that woman in the like German costume just starts fucking Nick Cage and it just comes out of nowhere. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that at all. Well, I, I it opens with this, and I think this is just an excuse to squeeze some boobies into this movie. Yeah, they, they the had second. To... It's the second shot of the movie. Is yes. Boobs. Well, and that's the thing they had to make it rated R because nothing else in this movie would signify it'd be rated R until that moment happens. So. Yeah, they 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 didn't want to pull a guarding test <laughs> and switch uh, roles on you halfway through the movie. They let you know right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> we got boobs. So, I just yeah. don't know what that moment was trying to like 
tell about Elijah Wood's it character. Doesn't, yeah, the it only never comes thing, back. It doesn't... Well, so the only thing... I mean, the mole part who... I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to signify, but I think it's like he's bored with life, essentially. I think that was trying to say Got that it. he has skin uh, cancer. Okay. Yeah. And, sure. and to be fair, what they, what they do later on in the movie is very interesting in comparison. So, yeah, he he has sex, smokes a joint, then he starts getting ready for his job at the Las Vegas Police Department with Nicolas Cage, where yeah. they, they work as, like, evidence collectors, I think. They, they catalog the evidence. Well, that's the thing, right, is that, you know, Las Vegas... PD, the crime scene department. Where was Gil Grissom during all this? Uh, he was in uh, fucking uh, Manhunter. Oh, that's uh, right. You're right. He was, yeah. So, like, I, I will say, like, based on, like, a bunch of phones and cars and various objects in here, it, it seems like this movie isn't set in the year it came out, but, like, sometime in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, I never noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> but Me neither. Uh, well, no, there was that scene where, like... They they dump out a bunch of like phones that are evidence, and then also like an old like looking Dreamcast controller. Oh, yeah. oh, you know you're right. There there aren't any modern phones in this movie. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Lots yeah. of Dreamcast. Okay. All right. It doesn't yeah. really. It matter. wasn't actually a Dreamcast, but it was like a big chunky <laughs> controller with a long cord wrapped around it. Uh, so. and, and that's the thing is that the the guy at the house was playing Sonic Adventure beforehand, and he just didn't see it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are, are you... you can hear Sonic collecting the rings from the outside. So. Can I can I just say that like right out the gate, I feel like it really captured like what I know Las Vegas to be, mm-hmm. which is just like a tan, spread out, grimy, hot ass, sun bleached place. Yeah. And like not all the lights and the sounds and the strip. Like mm-hmm. it my I had a cousin who lived in Vegas I would visit often and had like a druggy friend who had like no power and like roaches and like Ugh. I remember looking around and be like who th- f- this place blows this is what it's like like yeah all the time That's... and they really like they really nailed it with that no for sure I have I have cousins who also live in Las Vegas and yeah Las Vegas is a very dumpy shitty place it's not mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it fucking my girlfriend's from uh, Vegas rules. and she hates it yeah or what's the nearby town like H- Henderson. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's Henderson, and then there's uh, Paradise, which makes up the majority of the Vegas Strip. Got it. Yeah, but, but like the Henderson suburbs, like that's the vibe mm-hmm. of like that area. It's just like for sure. Ooh. No one has lawns. It's just like rocks. It's weird. What a weird place. <laughs> and if they do have lawns, they're all artificially green. So basically, uh, while on a job, a higher up task Cage with getting his son. A John Deere tractor from a police Yeah, auction. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wh- while there, the mechanic that the this tractor shop is at shows Cage that, like, some drugs were being smuggled in the pistons of a car engine. And Cage looks into the person who was arrested, who owned this car's file. And he noticed that this guy paid his $200,000 bail in cash. So he's like, well, this dude's got a shitload of money on hand. So uh, he presents this to Elijah Wood and they both decide they're going to look into where this money is coming from themselves because they both hate their jobs and their lives and are bored as shit. Wood figures out that the guy who was uh, bailed out, who, who whose file they're looking into, works at a casino as a bartender and uh, Cage takes some time off of his – LVPD job to take a job there and investigate yeah, I, further. I, I love it's, the idea it's, that I love so good. I love the idea that he's taking PTO to be like I'm going to work at a casino. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go under undercover, unauthorized to work at a casino. And I'm not gonna shave a, my cop hunch. I'm not gonna yeah. shave my cop mustache at all. And, and they they do they do reference in the well Elijah Wood does that he looks like a cop, and he's like, yeah, shave the fucking mustache, dude. The fuck. Yeah. Nick Cage is probably the most cop-looking motherfucker who's never been a cop in yeah. his entire life. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. While working there, Cage determines that there's drugs being delivered to some big storage facility by, like, some laundry service trucks that are, like, going in and out of the casino. And, uh... Wood then discovers that at this facility inside of a freezer, uh, by looking into, like, some blueprints that he got through public records, that there <laughs> appears to be some kind of vault in the building there. Yeah. I hear you laughing about the blueprints there. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know what? I I I don't have that. I'm I I'm not allowed access to those type of uh, papers. You know, so like it's it's a privilege. He took advantage of. I, I guess cops can just pull up blueprints at any point. Yeah, yeah I, I guess, guess sure. every blueprint includes every modification you've made to a building, including a safe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the, the so police are in with contractors, I guess, and they share information. Yeah, okay. there's like a an intranet system of blueprints and fingerprints, anything print related. <laughs> exactly, you cops have access. Yeah, you cops yes. have access to it. And and to be fair, I think we did skip one a couple points, but one I wanted to bring up: there is a cop who likes playing Russian roulette. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I did a, not yeah, understand. He, he's a very integral that... character in the movie at some point. But yes, there's a cop who's like, hey, yeah, let's play Russian roulette for no seconds. reason. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, huh, this guy's weird. I wonder if he'll come back. He does. So uh, when, once Elijah Wood discovers that this vault is in that freezer there, they decide they're going to break in. And they form a plan to use a diamond-tipped drill that they order from some supplier in Germany. Yeah. And that scene was hilarious. By yeah. him, him, him trying to do like conversational Germany found in a book while like looking like he's actually working at work is hilarious. Yeah. Das und Ert. And it's like, it's, like, it's just so funny. That's what I was like. Was he trying to like translate his own sentence as he was speaking it from a book? Yeah. Yes. Or was so. he reading something out of the book? I think he was trying to translate his own sentence. Because, like, was that so just hard. a German to English or an English to German dictionary he was reading? It, it seemed something? like that. Yeah, I don't know what else he would be doing. But if that is the case, how did he understand what they were saying to him so quickly? I don't think he did. I think that was a problem. <laughs> I don't know. But they're going to use that drill uh, by drilling through the floor into the vault from the apartment above and uh, I was confused about their plan at this point. Like, how are they going to get in through a drill hole? Yeah. But, well, uh, that's, that, that's the whole point is that these guys aren't very good at their job. Like, no. this plan is very poorly planned. <laughs> it's very haphazard. Well, I, I think well it did end up working thing. out. I mean, it does we'll end up working out. But at the same time, like, let's face it. It's like, hey, we need $10,000 to buy a yeah diamond tip drill bit, essentially, to drill through a, a freezer vault mm. ab above an apartment. And then a it's like a two inch hole above it. Yeah, really. it's like. Wait, so if anything goes wrong, you're fucked. Yeah. Like anything goes wrong. And well, we'll get into it in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see how their plan works out as as it unfolds or you'll realize it, it in the same point that I did as I'm reading from my notes that I made while watching the movie. <laughs> um so like they also realize that there's someone living in the apartment and they just decide rather than plan it out, they'll just vaguely deal with them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I we, we do need to reiterate that Nick Cage doesn't murder anybody in this movie. No. 
So in the next scene, Nick Cage buys some guns illegally and then uses one of these illegally purchased guns to kill the guy he bought the gun from. (laughs) That scene fucked me up. I was like... Fucking Bobo. Bobo. R.I.P. Bobo. So I wrote wrote in my notes that Bobo is actually the representative, represents the audience in this movie because he's the only one to tell Nick Cage to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) True. And like just makes fun of him for being insane. And then Nick Cage, you know, does what he does to him. So they, they break into the apartment. And uh, find two people there, a man and a woman, and they tie up the woman, and Cage just shoots the guy. I think I, I didn't really exactly see it happen. I just knew well, that the guy he was spit dying. on him. So he, he spit on him. Yeah, they kills the guy because he spat on him, and uh, tie up the lady in the other room, and they begin drilling into the vault below. Well, so that's the thing, right? Is that cops are used to murdering people for no reason. Yeah, so I mean, that that makes sense. It's not out of his wheelhouse. He's he's getting into it. I mean, like he just worked in the evidence locker essentially, but now he's like, I, I got to take on the full duties of. Yeah, it's like, listen, I'm I'm looking to get promoted, all right? So I got to kill yeah. a couple random civilians, especially so, if you get disrespected like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. About halfway through the drilling process, they take a break and notice the cops pulling up outside. So Elijah Wood decides to pose as a detective and goes outside to throw off the cops by, like, flashing his badge, which, I mean, if the cop looked a little more closely, would have noticed that it's just for the evidence. It was dark out. Yeah, it was dark. dark, you know. And cops aren't used to knowing things are going on when it's dark outside. Yeah, and they can't read anyway. Well, I think he was a security guard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, because at one point he goes like... Man, I always wanted to be a cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, interesting. I, I honestly did think he was a cop. Interesting. Okay, I must have misread yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And he also, he his his lights were he only the, flashing yeah, yellow. yellow. I did light. notice his... Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I did yeah. notice his lights were yellow. Uh, I didn't put two and two together, evidently. Thank you for being here to correct me and yeah. my dumbass. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a dumbass. But yes, no, he, you're uh, fine. He, he does wave this them away. It, it, it's, it is a kind of a hard movie to follow. Yeah, so. it's very uh, hard. Yeah. This one I was paying attention the whole way through, did not fall asleep, still got lost <laughs> many times. Um, and then my, my theory, sorry, real quick, my theory behind this is that, like, they don't use traditional exposition, like, tactics to explain things. Like, no. for instance, him being just a low-level cop who works in the evidence room, at no point was there any, like, dialogue where they're like, so, like, you're a cop, huh? And he's like, well, I mean, I just work in the evidence room. But, yeah, I am a cop. You know, like, there was nothing obvious like that. It was just all happening in real time, and you had to put together the pieces as it was unfolding. They didn't, like, take all the traditional routes. So they, like, I thought he was a much bigger position than he was because, like, Elijah Wood's character was like, oh, no, is he here yet? You know, like, when they first started. Like, I thought he was maybe a higher up. And there was a whole thing about, like, his proposal with the the evidence or whatever. I don't know. And then it seemed like there were people, like, working or being taught underneath him where he's, like, teaching them about evidence. I'm like, this guy must be a big deal. So, like, the whole thing of him being just, like, an average Joe, bottom-of-the-barrel cop who works in the evidence room, that completely went over my head until maybe – Two hours ago when Moses told me that that's who he was. And the only reason I knew that was because after watching the movie, I read the Wikipedia on it. (laughs) And they told me that he was an evidence room guy. So, yeah. We got a lot of our our 
answers from the Wikipedia after we saw the movie. <laughs> that, to that to be fair, sense. I and didn't. I, I didn't have any issues noticing that. Um, but well, um, maybe but we're just idiots. You're kind of an intellectual. <laughs> I, I'm a very intellectual person. And well, that's the thing is that you do need to have a very high, high IQ to understand the trust. This is a, this um, is like the Rick and Morty of Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah. You think about it, there's a lot of lot of things in common for sure. Yeah. I um, do definitely agree with you though. They they don't do much traditional exposition or anything like that. It's it's a movie is, that is rewards a very active watching experience. I, I, I think I think this movie tried to do a more like naturalistic in, in a way sort of way to like like go through dialogue and i also do think a lot of this movie was like improv mm. I, ca- I thought there was some improv shit going on i could see that in some of the dialogue this is not the movie that should have improv in it oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not. absolutely not not the one <laughs> but anyways while while wood is like getting the security guard to go away the woman breaks free and cage is about to shoot her too when wood walks in and stops him knocks or like Takes her down, ties her up, this time more securely in the bathroom. So, like, we, we see Cage is pretty trigger-hungry here. He wants to murder some people. He, he kills a um, lot of people just out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. he's just perfectly willing to murder anybody. He's in the right line of work. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and that woman is played That woman is played by pop artist uh, Sky Ferreira. I looked that shit up. I'd never heard yeah. of her before. That was yeah. Sky Ferreira? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they continue drilling, a belt in the drill breaks, and uh, since they determine that they're only about a quarter inch away from breaking through, they decide to blow through with some small explosives that they make. Yeah, and a pill bottle. Yeah, Cage takes all the powder out of their bullets and constructs a small bomb by putting it into a pill bottle. Maybe a little MacGyver moment. Yeah. yeah really. And uh, Wood tries to soundproof MacGyver. the apartment by, like, putting cushions and mattresses near all the breaks in the uh, the, the doors and windows. And uh, w- once they blow through, Cage goes to the safe door to enter the combination while Cage puts a snake cam through the hole they just drilled into the floor and looks at the vault from behind so he can see the tumblers and notice when they catch. Which, uh, kind, of a, kind of a clever little plan. It was kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it was the first time I had ever seen that. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that in a movie before, so good good job, the trust on surprising me. <laughs> um, this is a regular... I don't uh, think... I do not think that would ever work in real life. I mean, the steady hands you'd have to have yeah. with that snake cam. Well, I, no, I think it, it, it may have worked, like, if they drilled all the way through, the, but the fact that they had to make the final push with explosives yeah. makes me think that like it would have just been a mess down there there's no fucking way like just like, a bunch of like dust and smoke yeah like, you wouldn't even, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't be able to see the tumblers because it would just be fucking chaos yeah everything yeah. would be covered in in residue from the explosion bingo i just fucking, i didn't even think about that i just spoiled the movie yeah. for everyone fix the fucking plot <laughs> holes ruined. in this movie dude <laughs> Bingo. You forgot about you you forgot about explosion dust, didn't you? (laughs) Yep. This is what happens when you make a movie in a post Mythbusters world, you know? That's true. During during an Imagine Dragons (laughs) (laughs) music video shoot. (laughs) Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, I do totally agree on the snake cam holding it steady bit. Like, I don't think that would work very well either because uh, I've used the snake cam before and I couldn't use that worth a shit. <laughs> like, but um, I can barely freaking aim the snake cam into the freaking toilet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can barely so, aim my snake at all. But uh, they, they successfully get the door open through this method and they both go down and enter the vault. And uh, the safe is just like filled with like white panels. It's a very... 
It looks like Apple designed this room. It yeah. looks like uh, it looks like the fucking room in Westworld where the dude is. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. like Portal or something. Like it, I was getting some cool. like Ex Machina like type vibes. At this yeah. moment, I was very excited because I thought this was going like this was the big moment that they were leading up to, and based on Elijah Woods like reaction where he he didn't even tell him what's there. He was just like, "You got to come, come down, down here." here. Like. I I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, really. I, I I was honestly hoping there'd be nothing in there, and it was all for naught. I was really hoping. Sure. For yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just blew into the area where they keep the expensive meats in this yeah! situation. It's, but this it's is where, where the prosciutto find the Kobe beef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Kobe beef down here. Yeah. As soon as they Lord. they penetrated the wall, everything inside expired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Basically, they open the drawers and there's a bunch of diamonds in every single one. They're like, all right, we're going to clean up everything and then we'll come back and take the diamonds. But while they're cleaning up, Wood goes over to the tied up woman who says she has oh, a son. Oh, I hated this scene. I hated it too. It was like oh, painful to watch. But, um, and yep. she says like, hey, I've, uh, I've got a kid at home. At least let me call his father so that he can like, you know take care of the kid and Wood's like all right all right and uh lets her um well she say it yeah say it <laughs> <laughs> he has her write the phone number onto his hand and then he dials why? it herself so why <laughs> I don't know. just say it out loud <laughs> say it out loud and then you can write it on your hand also yeah. uh, just like she yeah, effortlessly like, writes it, it on his loud hand. So I could write yeah. it on my hand. With her hands literally bound together, effortlessly just writes this phone number onto his hand. It's it's just she fucking was a ballpoint pen. No, no, it's hold the pen in your mouth, and I'll move my hand yeah. to the static pen, <laughs> yeah. and I will write it this way. Like it's so dumb, dude. Well, the only thing I'm thinking so too is dumb. that you have to remember that not. Not every person is going to think rationally during situations like this. And Elijah Wood's not very good at this. Yeah, plus he's all fucking bonged out the whole time, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Smoking the reefers. devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> but, bonged out. <laughs> but, uh... That's good, but yeah. So they, uh, she, she calls the the boyfriend, ex boyfriend, or something like that. Yeah, and she says like, "Hey, could you take care of him?" Yeah, awesome, thanks. And that'll come in handy later. Trust me. Yeah, and then, um, in the meantime, also Cage discovers a hidden panel in the wall, just full of guns, just tons of guns, big guns. And uh, Cage then goes over to the woman and interrogates her, like, wh wh "Whose fucking guns are they?" But they get no information, so. Oh, uh, Wood starts to freak out, and he thinks they shouldn't steal the diamonds anymore because, like, everything's going to come back to them. And uh, based on Cage's preparedness and knowledge of all the stuff that's going down, Wood begins to suspect that Cage knew about all of this all along and that he's going to try and pin everything on Wood and run away yeah. with the diamonds. And that's thing, because Elijah Wood doesn't trust. Elijah Wood Cage. starts to lose the trust. Yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. So that's it. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, no, I, I, I really do enough. think that's it. I really do think that's, that's it. not good enough. I think that's the extent of it. That's... Yeah, I can't come up with any more. Yeah, uh, you gotta have the trust. The I mean, trust. I know there wasn't a trust fund in this movie, so it's not about that. Mm -hmm. When they left, they closed the safe, but Wood remembers the combination. He's like refusing to reopen the safe, and Cage just finally just gets angry and starts threatening him at yeah. gunpoint. I'm sorry. What 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 does he say to convince him? I don't remember. Open the door! 
No, he says, open it, 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 open it. That scene, I I'd watched like before I started the show, I watched a Nick Cage freak out, and that was like one of the clips. I'm like, oh, that's where that's from. Oh shit, because that that scene made me laugh. I loved it. Yeah, that was because uh, I've seen a lot of Cage Rage compilations out there, but I I've never seen that scene. It's it's a primo so, freak out, primo Nick. Cage I freak just out. took it as like I think there had been Cage. There definitely was Cage Rage compilations before this movie was made. Yeah. Oh yeah, for and. Sure. And the director was like, "All right, we need one because I want I want my movie to be in this." Yeah, and um, and that was the scene. Hell yeah! But yes, he he does eventually get Elijah Wood to open up the safe. Yes, through taking a page out of the the five year old's convincing argument book, um, yeah. and <laughs> Wood relents, and Cage takes every set of diamonds he can find and fit into those bags. Cage then tells Wood, "Hey, we're gonna kill that woman and ditch your body somewhere." Because she's seen my face, she's seen your face, like, she's got to go. And Wood then finally kind of just snaps and shoots Cage. She hits him right in the fucking neck. Yeah, hits him in the neck, and there's, like, a small shootout there. And Wood prevails and kills him. Uh, he then puts all the diamonds back. Well, you you forget the part, though, right? Because in, in uh, the before scene, he's like, oh, we're going to take a trip to the Bahamas, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And you see... He's got, like, in his hand the tickets for the Bahamas, and there's two of them in there. Mm-hmm. So he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth. He should yeah, have had more the, trust the, in him. Mm-hmm. The overall lack of urgency behind everyone involved in this heist, or call it what you will, it was, like, upsetting to me. Like, <laughs> it was so weird. It was like, oh, Elijah Wood going like, oh, well... I guess we'll go upstairs and clean up. And I'm like, get your ass yeah. up there. You got. You should have been gone well, by now. Well, Just okay. come out here. Okay, so to be clear, and once again, I, I mentioned this earlier, that not everyone in a movie is going to act rationally. These guys have never done yeah. this. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, well, but, I think that would make them more panicked. Yeah, I feel like I, I agree oh, you about think, though, yeah, the, but, the lack of urgency. Like, they, they break into the apartment and they fucking, like, have a cigarette break to celebrate. Yeah, so, so I think, I think yeah, part of it, it though, so too, upsetting. is that, like, you know, they've... I mean, they're fucking cops who've seen shit like this happen before. They yeah. may think, well, it's going to play out exactly like this. So they might not be freaking out as much, too. Yeah. I was just going to say, the amount, of time, the amount of times they just go upstairs, then downstairs, and upstairs, and downstairs, and outside, then inside. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, uh, as, a, as a viewer, I, I felt no urgency in this. I, yeah. I didn't yeah. see the imminent danger at all. Like, yeah, if I were a neighbor, I'd be in... in you know, I'd look over to my wife and be like, hey, they're doing something over there next door. <laughs> you know, well, you also have to remember this. This is Las Vegas. They see seedy shit all the time. They probably just put that their heads down true. and not look. That's true. I oh, just yeah. I, I felt like I was so much more anxious than they were about yeah, the situation. Yeah. This is the most yeah, casual yeah, yeah. heist I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, this is a situation where if they got caught, they'd be put in prison for the rest of their fucking lives. They better put a little bit more pep in your step they, in this shit. I mean, like they were they were acting like they but were on is, the clock and trying to maximize yeah. their hours. So they this is yeah, this is like felony murder shit. Yeah. Like they discharged a firearm. They discharged a firearm. And they've been operating a like insane power tool. Like they're <laughs> right. not staying yeah. incognito. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they get the fuck out of there, dude. They shot somebody, used a very loud drill, and then made a small explosion. Yes, yes. And, yeah. Oh yeah, the explosion. And encountered a 
security guard, so, not a cop, but and, like. And, and I will say to to kind of counteract this too, I did. I mean, there wasn't as much urgency necessarily in Elijah's performance, but you could tell he was actively much more nervous. Yeah, and trying to sure. keep cool. Yeah. Whereas I think Nick Cage is, I mean, he's obviously a very arrogant character in this movie. He thinks he's smarter than everyone else. He thinks he's a much better planner. I think he literally thought that like, oh, nothing's going to go wrong. So why should I like rush through yeah. it? Yeah. Nick Cage is cool headed. He's living out his dreams of not living a boring life and yeah, doing and, and, and murdering shit. people and getting away with it. I mean, he was a cop. He should be able to do that. Do that anyway. Yeah, that's pretty much the dream. No, yeah. You don't get to murder many people in the evidence room. No, no that's know? true, actually. You just, you just cover that up. So, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after after Wood kills Cage, he uh, he puts all the diamonds back meticulously, which would probably take a very long time. Yeah. Um, and then blindfolds the woman and takes her to their van and just starts driving off where he's going to drop her off somewhere. But uh, soon, while he's on the middle of a deserted highway, he's surrounded by several vans, one of them. <laughs> In an electrical van that has a phone number on the back, which he looks at his hand and notices mm-hmm. is the dun, same dun, one. Dun, dun, dun. It's still written there, clear as and, day, because and, of how precisely she inked it yeah. on his hand. And I, I, I love the part too where uh, the, the they open up the door to shoot him. And he's like, "No wait And he pulls out his oh badge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that scene rocked. That seems hilarious because it, it's probably it's such a panic moment that he doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. So it's like, oh. oh, oh I'm part of the security state. Dead. No, wait, I have tickets to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, he pulls up the Bahamas. Tickets. So, yes. Uh, wait, I could give you a vacation <laughs> if you keep yeah. me alive. Oh, man. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been so much fun. He's like, no, I got a free oh, vacation. Let me live. I've got two tickets. One of them is for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on the uh, beach sipping mimosas. But, yes, uh, so Elijah Wood gets domed in the head. Yeah, he gets killed, and they take the woman out of the back, and uh, we then see Cage and... Woods items, their their personal effects being stored in the very evidence locker that they yeah. used to work. Ah, uh, yes, full <laughs> circle. Uh, they really meant for this to be like a powerful ending shot, and I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I mean, to be, I think it is a joke though. I mean, this movie is a, like a dark comedy in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. that's what they say, but like, it's not funny either. It's oh, it's, are it's you like kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? I love this movie. I I laughed a lot during this movie. Uh, did you know that? I mean, did you laugh at the jokes or did you just <laughs> uh, laugh at the movie? <laughs> to be fair, there were <laughs> some there were some funny jokes and scenes, and I, I do want to go over a couple moments that you missed just through the, your synopsis. The pre heist joke was great. Uh, there. No. Oh god. The, Wait, the, when he shows the guy's dick in a photo or whatever. Oh that, yeah, I forgot about that part. Remember, uh, <laughs> there's a Polaroid of like the a homeless person's dick or something. It might have been. I don't his, remember this. Or was part. it his dick? I don't know. I uh, think it was, he paid a homeless guy to go take the pictures oh, yeah. of the place they're going to yeah. heist <laughs> to Which, stake it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, going back to the uh, Russian roulette cop to to actually get the ten thousand dollars to buy the drill, they hold up like a like Chinese like money laundering scheme bakery thing? No oh, shit. I um, must have missed that. So I, yeah, I gotta be honest, I was on my phone a No, bit yeah, the, 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 Russian, the Russian roulette cop takes Elijah Wood to like, yeah, uh, like, like a, a drug, drug front. House. Yeah. yeah, that's like yeah. Uh, yeah. a money laundering scheme. There's like a bakery in front of it and he like just holds up these like, I don't know, Chinese immigrant, like Chinese slave laborers or something and like holds them up yeah. and gets $10,000 that way. Um, so, and also there is a moment, uh, earlier in the movie where a cat shits in the kitchen and I was like, oh, this reminds me of something we're going to film later on with another cat. 
Uh, loves just taking shits everywhere. God damn it. We did not podcast. film that also, and she just took a shit in the litter box <laughs> and the smell wafted over here, okay? Like, it's just, God. We're dealing with a boiling hot brown in this Sounds room. Like yes. It. And, um, but I will say as well, uh, if you don't mind me going first, I fucking loved this movie, okay? This movie's great. I, I laughed a lot. I thought the characters were really funny. This is the first Jerry Lewis movie I ever saw, too, which is fucking weird. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, so, you picked a good one. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, wait, why is Jerry Lewis in this movie? And then to find out this is his last movie before he now died I is also hilarious. Now I understand why everybody thought he was so funny, because he did this movie and then fucking croaked. Yeah, it's the ultimate dark comedy, <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, no, yeah, best movie uh, ever seen uh, and watched. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best Cage movie probably I've ever seen, so... Um, I it's, thought, it's not actually, but like, I, I I thought this was a a solid movie. Um, I, I mean, I didn't love it, but I mean, like, I don't know. It, it was kind of bleh at the start, but it starts to get pretty tense towards the end. Like the mm. scene when they're doing or, uh, the when he's got the snake cam and he's trying to figure out the combination. That felt pretty tense. I was actually kind of on the edge of my seat. Oh, that there. that was by far the most tense part mm. of the movie. I loved it because. Uh, or they were concerned if they got the combination wrong, like a second series of locks would lock into place and they wouldn't be able to get in. So that was pretty good. And then from that point on, like it's, it's a pretty tense movie, but, um, I, and I'm surprised this movie wasn't at least a little bit bigger than it was. Like, I'm surprised it made $300,000 and nothing yeah, else. I'm, I'm surprised like, that there's an Elijah Wood, Nicolas Cage movie, and I hadn't heard about it before. Yeah. We well, and, and that's the bracket. thing is that Elijah Wood's not been in a lot of big movies like ever. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. This I mean, is like was, yeah. post Wilfred Elijah. Oh yeah. yeah, he's he's really only ever been in the Maniac remake and the Rob Reiner movie North, and that's pretty much it. He was in a movie called like uh, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's called like I something about I don't want to live in this world anymore or something. Yeah, no, those are the only things he's ever done. Mm. So he's not really like a big name actor at all. Oh, did you yeah. did you okay. catch the Easter I egg? Bit. I get your bit. There's an Easter egg where what, Elijah what, was there. Uh, Elijah Wood's character is uh, wearing this wedding ring, and he is actually Bilbo from the movie The Ring. Oh, I see. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. I believe that's a adaptation of a Sonic game, right? Yeah, uh, Ringu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Ringu. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, a, a, a Sonic and the Ringus, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I um, noticed that, too. But yeah, at least and, somebody... he had a, and he had a Dreamcast controller the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the yeah. unreleased Sonic game on the Dreamcast. All of mm. uh, all of Elijah Wood's um, shots were actually him filming himself for his Let's Play, where he's just doing old Dreamcasting. Okay. He, okay. <laughs> he kept saying, "I just want to get out of here so I can play House of the Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, is that the keyboard edition where you get the keyboard and typing? Yeah, typing of the dead. That's it. Yeah. Um, different strategy. But yeah, what did uh, what did you two think about it? You want to go first? Um, yeah, I mean, I like this a lot more than Guardian Tess. Mm. Uh, I agree with you. Like there were the, the 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 scenes during the heist were very tense, and I was I was really paying attention. But I think there was way too much sort of lead up into it, um, and then really zero payoff in the end. Um, yeah. And I like I hated both of them. <laughs> like I liked Elijah Wood a little bit more, but I didn't care if they succeeded or not. And I don't think you're supposed to like want them to win. These people are like sadistic fucking losers. Yeah. Right, but like we know we know nothing about the people they're trying to rob. That's we true. We don't really know anything about them either. Like I just like I 
I didn't <sighs> care what happened. And then even the like in the in the scene where they they go into the vault and uncover the diamonds, like just the way the diamonds were presented, I was kind of confused. Like, are these super valuable or are they not? Like, I don't really. I don't care. Yeah. About anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then also the like when he has her write her her number onto his hand, which is again an insane strategy. Yeah. Like from that point you knew like oh she's this she's setting him up to get killed. Yep. Yeah, it was very obvious. Yeah. But all this being said, I thought this was a much more interesting movie to watch. So. Okay. What about you, Bud Diaz? Um let me see. So from like, basically like from right out the gate, the the music choices that they made like set it up. They had like that kind of like funky tune, and I I, can't, yeah. I don't know the name of the song, but like mm-hmm. I knew that it was a it was going to be a tale like a tragic tale of like two dumb dumbs. Like I, I kind of had that vibe from the jump of that's what it was going to be, and like when you set the stage for that type of movie, that it's more of like this fable rather than like something you should be invested in. It's, it's easy to just not care about any of the characters at all. Um, like I, I had the vibe of like, Oh, they're all going to die at the end. Like that's kind of how this is going to go down. Yeah. That's the thing. This really did remind me kind of like a Greek tragedy or like a morality tale in a way. So, and the characters like aren't meant to be complex in a lot of those stories in the first place. Right. Um, it's it's really it's just like you, all the scenes kind of just happen as they do and you're just watching it un- unfold and there's no real like why or how or anything it's just like this is what the story is and these people are here and that's just what happened and the scene when they finally open the vault my like nerd sci-fi brain kind of went crazy cuz I thought it was just going to go full outlandish like they were holding like government secrets there or some crazy shit, you know, yeah. like it, it could have gone, it could have gone so many said, like, cause it's in a fridge, like body parts and yeah, like, like, they, like, like yeah. hustling organs, Harvesting or, organs yeah. or there's like human trafficking or just something yeah. bigger than diamonds. Like, like I was telling Moses in the fucking Goonies, like the sack of gems was more impressive yeah. than this yeah. room of like diamond. Like I was like, no, just, diamonds and and some fucking bullion like yeah. that, come on man yeah i thought there was gonna be like some weird like yeah human trafficking some government shit like aliens like something yeah total, but it just was diamonds yeah. that's all like just diamond. total yeah. blue ball and they weren't even like the diamonds okay. didn't look cool or anything yeah nah. they, they looked just... like uh they looked like cubic zirconium or something and they, nah, yeah not great the the other thing that was kind of disappointing about the diamonds is they were all in like trays where they were like you know like 16 yeah, fucking dishes petri on a tray. dishes yeah like petri dishes and there was like one or yeah. two diamonds in each dish and it was like i at least show me like a giant mound of diamonds yeah, yeah. just not yes. satisfying at all yeah i want to see like scrooge mcduck level shit going on hell yeah <laughs> Or at um, least like one drawer that's just full of cash, or yeah, like something yeah. to. Because in my head, also I was like, maybe these diamonds aren't worth anything, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but and then once it once I realized it wasn't going to be like sci-fi, I was hoping that like they would open a little panel and there'd be a little button, and when they push the button, the whole like wall would slide over, and it would just be like gold bars. Yeah, you know, like yeah. just like some Fort it's Knox. Fucking, it's fucking Fort Knox in <laughs> here, and you're like, oh my god! And then you realize, and like they look at the bar, and it's like 
the United States Treasury, and you're like, okay, like this isn't supposed to be here. Like these are all like serial numbers. Like I, they, they then they could get to the point to be like, I don't think we should steal yeah, this. Man. We're in over like, our this heads. Is, Way fucking bigger than we thought, and I guess that's what the guns in the wall were supposed to mean. But like, I don't know. It did the what was in the vault. If it was just a bunch of diamonds, I mean, diamond shops got fucking diamonds in the back of them of more yeah, than that. You know, all that. the effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. And and to become Very a spree dumb. killer in the process just didn't seem worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but love the characters, love like the whole like true realistic Vegas aesthetic. Um, I love um, you loved the characters. I love the characters. <laughs> I, I did, did too. Sorry, I did too. Moses. I yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I even like I, Russian I roulette thing- cop. The I only can't. guy I liked was that mechanic at the beginning. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that guy was funny. And, Bo- and, and Bobo. <laughs> and Bobo, of course, yeah. But look, I, I have this thing with... I don't know. I mean, you guys know a lot about Nicolas Cage, obviously, but I don't. But, like, does he go into every role as just, like, a blank sheet of paper? And then the director goes, like, okay, I want you to be stupid and crazy and big, you know? Or, like, is Nick Cage still capable of just going into a role and just, like, I mean, even something maybe lesser, slightly lesser than a guarding test? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like or or is this just how is this just how he is now? Is this um, just I, permanent? I, I think I think Nick Cage is an incredibly talented, multifaceted actor. I, I actually think he is a pretty talented actor, but it's he's been kind of phoned it in since around twenty ten. And there's a reason I, for that. But is but what I'm saying is like, is that being asked of him? Like er, like are <sighs> the directors that you know what I mean? Are they saying well, like, kinda, hey, you know how like you're, you want you this. have these freakouts, you know, or do they is exactly like do they want to be part of the compilation? Is that why they're <laughs> having him do this? Like or the rage was it cage rage? Cage comps? rage. But like I, I just wonder, like, maybe there's a version of this that could have existed where he was just more like like clearly something was loose in his head and they it was going that direction really well until like towards the end then he just went full like oh we're gonna give you that classic nick cage freak out that you you guys are waiting for you know like but he had like all these little like quirks and stuff that um i always wonder if like did they was that in the script i'd love to see the script and see how it like varies from what they asked of Nicolas Cage to do. And because he, he had like a ton of weird little like sounds and whistles and like winks and things that he like did throughout the whole film. That was kind of strange. You know, that's that's the I, I think the sort of disappointing answer, at least in my opinion, is that he doesn't really get asked much because he's yeah, he's just phoning it in at this point. Yeah, yeah they, he, he kind yeah. of he kind of understands what's expected of him at this point. This is just show. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he's he's got to pay off all that debt, so he yeah. just kind of rolls with it. He's got to pay all those uh, T-Rex oh, skeletons right. and, that, and those mansions. Debt. Yes, okay. Yeah, he's got a lot <laughs> yeah. of debt, and he's kind of taken anything that'll cut him a paycheck at this point, and I think he still tries to have a little bit of fun with it and give a little bit of himself to it, but you can tell he's like, his heart's not in these roles. He woun't have taken nah. this if he didn't yeah. need the money. Yeah. I, think, I think at the end of it all Nicholas Cage is like a lot more self-aware than people give him credit for oh, and, and so when he goes into a role he's like all right how can I how can I dial this up to earn my paycheck I guess yeah mm-hmm. or, I don't know. I'd love to see I, I'd love to see a film like in the style of like the wrestler but it's just Nicholas Cage and like with with roles you know like did you guys see the wrestler yeah yeah I, I mean yeah I agree. yeah 
Where it's um, just like starring Nicolas Cage about Nicolas Cage, about him having to pay off this debt, about him just like showing up to set. Like, God damn it. Well, like, he is apparently like, going to be in a movie where he plays himself. Yeah, he is very oh, soon. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? They're, yeah. they're working oh, on yeah. a, a, a movie like kind of in that vein right now. Um, oh, cool. So cool. I'm interested to see how that turns out because I feel like, you know, it, it could potentially be a fucking great movie but it could also be a total train wreck so i guess we'll <laughs> totally yeah we'll see how that we'll turns have to out. see um but yeah i um it, i mean the the trust you know as a whole bad movie but uh but i like <laughs> fair enough uh yeah. I, I was gonna say uh if no one has anything else to say dave would you like to get to the summary what you, i, I said got... dave would you like to get to the summary <laughs> what Okay, I guess we're just gonna skip it. Is oh. it? Uh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I, mean, I guess there's no plot uh, summary what? from Dave what? then. What? Yeah, what? Uh, uh, Dave, uh, is there is there a plot summary? <laughs> Fucking, I died. <laughs> it's yep. a lot of dabbing. Uh, Mm. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> that was very good. Um, Damn. To, well, he is a family man in this movie, of course, because he very much cares for his father. Mm-hmm. Nick yeah. does. Jerry. He does. Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis, yes. <laughs> um, I still can't peace, believe this, that was his last role before he died. That's so what sad. A, what a stain on his legacy, <laughs> yeah. which, well, isn't, the, which isn't great, but. To, I mean, to be fair, though, we. Uh, we were talking about John Travolta earlier. The very last movie John Travolta ever did before he retired was in The Fanatic, which was his lowest grossing movie of all time. So, you know, it's, it's it's not unheard of on this podcast to be like, oh, yeah, a movie from this actor. It was their worst movie and it was their last mm. one. <laughs> they went out on a bang. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what Sean Connery did, too, right? Yeah, his last League movie was uh, that was his last uh, in-person role. We did a couple animated oh, voiceover right. roles later yeah, on but true. yes his last starring role was in the league of extraordinary gentlemen so dad well, so yes sad. bad movie if, of course. Uh, if we got dave's plot summary and everything shall we go into amazon reviews yeah i got some fucking reviews for you cunts mm-hmm. okay. uh, it's like hacking is like my life oh yeah is it, is uh, i have a review from uh l white uh which is italian for the white <laughs> um, and L. White writes Hey, uh, I am the white Hey <laughs> I'm, sorry. Uh, right, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to get through this uh, Without stumbling Because uh, it's, it's, it's a tough read um, Again, the Bible A real friend will deceive you And could do something ugly to you A true friend Will stick with you through thick and thin Better than some parents Example Kids being put up for adoption, not wanted. Uh, five stars. What the fuck is the? Is, is that like some like five weird, stars, baby? Is that like some weird like beatnik poem from the sixties? What the fuck was that? Uh, that is L. White. Um, I well, re- you said it's Italian for the white, right? He yeah. clearly didn't have a very good grasp of English, so it might have been an Italian person. Uh, I think he's just trying to, um, you know, give us a nice Bible parable to take with us. Yeah, I mean, time. this was a very biblical movie, mm-hmm. obviously. And the fact that it was really boring. No, uh, <laughs> I have a review from Rachel Meter who says, not as good as the one he is in with the human dog. 
didn't like the movie, but my dad looks like Nicolas Cage. Five stars. He's talking about the Elijah Wood show with the dog, right? Oh, yeah. Wilfred. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm like, okay. yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage is a dog. What the <laughs> heck? Well, uh, he actually was in a movie with a human dog. Oh, I see. that coming so her up in problem the with it, Her problem with it is Nick Cage, or Elijah Wood, but she likes it because Nick Cage is in it because... Her dad looks like mm-hmm. well, yeah. And to be fair, we did watch a movie recently where Nick Cage starred in a movie uh, with a human bird. Mm, that is true, Birdie. Huh. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Watch that movie if you want to find out weird things about your own sexual interests. Yeah. Also, um, watch that movie first if you want to watch that movie if you want to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, I have a review from Omar who says, "Just a fun fact: the parent." Uh, Cichlid, cichlid tank in this movie uh, mm. was a setup from Lucky Fish 4730 Spring Mountain Road, Las Vegas. I set it up. Also, there was there during the Jeez. shoot of a few scenes. Straight Las Vegas strip feel. Funny, Nicolas Cage is so subtle and cold, it's funny. Wood is silly and high all the time. Another classic case of two Metro cops looking for a payday ransom bonus showing how if Vegas don't treat me right, I go into heist mode and take it all. <laughs> it's a game. Yep. <laughs> it's a game of crabs, people. <laughs> also, check out Pops. Their cheese steaks are good. This movie shows streets and hangouts I myself have been at. It's funny. Don't mean to advertise... Sick. As well, but also check out Lucky Tropical Fish. We have rare freshwater fish such as arowanas, <laughs> red cherry flower horns, barracuda, lobsters, stingrays, <laughs> gars, and lots of saltwater fish, corals, aquariums. We give advice and set up all kinds of tanks anywhere, restaurants, nail salons, movie shoots, bars, strip clubs, and also provide maintenance. Four stars. <laughs> Oh, wow, God. that that was a whole Las Vegas tourism booklet. Holy shit! That's uh, and if you live in the area, you know where to get your fish. <laughs> so check out that. Fish. I mean, I will say, I was, I it still sticks in my head like their ham-fisted joke about that Philly cheesesteak place while they're looking over the security footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really like, jammed in as many references they, as they could to uh, that restaurant. Yeah, and then they did a call back to it later when they're at the apartment eating eating the sandwiches, and Nick is like, oh, they changed the recipe. <laughs> oh, I remember that scene. You know, you know what we should do? We should do a cage fight like road trip and just go to all the places that are ever referenced in the show no matter yeah, what. we'll go to New Orleans. That's yeah, we'll, we'll just go, go to, to New, Orleans New Orleans 83 times. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to Mobile, <laughs> Alabama 15 times. Um, I have a review from Willa Leo uh, who says, Come on, Nick. Do you need money this bad? It's the fourth <laughs> poor one I've seen you in. Are you living rough or something? Uh, so we, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, the answer is yes. And thank you for your concern, sir or ma'am. Uh, have a review from somebody in the United Kingdom. So who cares what their name is? Uh, it was Blu-ray and in good condition. That's where the entertainment ended. I suppose it started well and then fizzled out and then had a twist at the end. Similar to a 1970s firework? Does anyone want to borrow it? I was disappointed as reviews were way out. 
and the strength of the reviews, and on the strength of the reviews, I bought it, proves nobody has the same taste. Uh, two stars. Okay. Ima- imagine, imagine being entertained by a format and a condition. <laughs> that uh, that's just... a lot of people in the Amazon reviews. <laughs> trust me, lots. I would say probably almost the majority, if not the straight majority. Well, hey, I mean, they had a fair point. This movie was like a 1970s firework. Uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I know it, what it that means. Out at some point, I don't know, and that's not even. I don't even agree with that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And my last review comes from Rosie, who writes, The Trust DVD. This is the worst movie ever made. A total waste of money, stupid storyline, and the acting was the pits. Wish I could get my money back on this one. P. Pratt. P. 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 Pratt. 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 Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) You heard it. You heard him. Yep. That was, uh, fuck you, Rosie. Stupid bitch. Yeah. I will say, if this is the worst movie you've ever seen, you're doing a pretty fucking good job, because I've seen way worse movies than this by a fucking yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, is that all the reviews? That That's all the reviews. I guess we can get to a vote. Yeah. Uh, all that's left for us is now the the, the big moment, the vote. And uh, if, if you did listen to a previous episode, you might know that we all yell it at the same time because we're idiots. And then have to figure <laughs> yeah. out what everyone and, said. And to be fair, though, Dave always does the countdown. What? That's yeah. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Dave, uh, do you mind doing the countdown real quick? What? Please, Dave. Just this one time for me. Okay, Dave. We've been going right. for like four hours, Dave. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we gotta do it, man. Come on. What? Don't. All right, I'm doing no. it. Yeah, fuck Three. No. Two. Go, Jesus. <laughs> Kevin. Three, two, one. The, the trust. trust. Uh, I think oh, were we, we supposed to say what we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yours. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. I'm sorry. Can we go oh, again? Fuck. Okay. Uh, well, Bud, what's your vote? The trust. Oh, oh so shit! Unanimous. I, yeah. I thought you were going yeah. for yeah. guarding Tess. I thought you were going Good. for guarding Tess. I, I think this one was really easy. Because Garden Test wasn't fun to watch. It wasn't. I I I think it was fun to watch. I think that what happened was that the it was which one lost me like sooner. sooner, (laughs) I guess. I feel like Garden Test lost me sooner than the test. See, I think Garden Test was a more like well made. It's it's a higher quality movie in general, but I was not nearly as entertained by it as I was yeah, by the and, trust. and higher quality performances. Yeah, I think we yeah. Were. There was certainly more thought put into the production of Guardian Tess. It also had because I budget, think nine. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the nineties, like making movies was like an important, you know, prestigious thing that people were doing. And by twenty sixteen, anybody can make a movie. Yeah. And All told, uh, Guarding Tess is a, a chick movie for my wife. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Total chick flick. Yeah. And and honestly, I didn't hate either of these movies, but yeah, Guarding Test did lose me at some point. I I wasn't really paying too much attention. And then yeah, the the random Criminal Minds elements that came at the very end. I'm just like, well, I guess we're watching a different movie now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she would have dropped her pussy down on his dick in uh, Guarding <laughs> Test, uh, wow, she could drop yeah. that ass, you know. 
Well, drop a real down low, you know? The Trust will be moving on into the next round where it will face off against Face Off. Yeah, good fucking luck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good fucking luck. Yeah, yeah, good it's, it's fucking a death luck, sentence dude. right there. I, I was going to say, we might as well not even do that episode, let's be honest. Yeah, there's no way Face Off is going to win against an Elijah Wood Nicholas Cage vehicle. Although, is Face Off not the final boss of this entire podcast? Um, no, like every movie here began on equal footing. It was a, a uh, you know, well, perfectly yeah. equal area. Yeah. And they all go up against one another and eventually face off well, is probably going to win it. <laughs> well, to be fair, the beginning of the bracket was equally uh, shitty. That's true. <laughs> that That is true. Some equally bad stinkers in the first part of the bracket, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, we I don't know how you would seed Nicolas Cage movies. It seems uh, we seeded them by the Rotten Tomato scores, right? It was. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we rearranged some of them. So it really was a meaningless process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know uh, what? But, um, we're rich now. And to be fair, speaking so. of early part of the bracket, I do want to sh- foreshadow something for the next episode because we will go over it. On our little hiatus, I decided to watch all of the movies that lost in the first part of the bracket that I was not on for the early part of the show, which was 15 movies, which we will go over at some point because I have some amazing, good, hot, and nuclear takes on all of those movies. Yes, and we we will likely be going through that in the next episode, which will actually be a very special episode where we're going to kind of look through what we've gone through so far and possibly come up with a sort of definitive ranking list for the things that have been eliminated. So join us for that next time. But uh, right now, uh, Moses, Bud, you guys got anything you want to plug? I'm just curious. uh, So... You base this podcast off something with like a around a finite number. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, so when this is over, is it is it just over? What's the next? What's uh, next so for, we for we y'all? were thinking because we already we did have a, a side bracket that's over. We're releasing the next episode next week, uh, which was the the Fred Durst Friday bracket, which we did the same thing with this, but we just did Fred Durst projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we were, okay. And All right. We were thinking about doing that with different people too. Yeah, got it. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. so this will this will be going for a while. As long as yeah. there is a particular individual with a career prolific enough that we can put their output into a bracket, we will have material for Yeah, I, and I I mean, I was shooting the shit at one point, like, yeah, John Travolta, Danny Trejo, Eric Roberts, just find anyone with a very prolific movie Trejo. career and just, just keep the show going on forever, in, essentially. I'd love to see a Danny Trejo one. Oh, Danny Trejo one yeah, would be I mean, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to need to expand, too, because we're going to run out of Dreamcast Absolutely. games, and we're, we're just going to have to <laughs> yeah. go to other Sega, to Sega Saturn. consoles. I was, I was going to say, speaking of Dreamcast, I'll go to Genesis. Uh, are, are you guys doing any rare Dreamcast games or no? Well, okay, so we're starting out by doing the um, what I would call the games that made us. Um, yeah. the, the ones that um, Moses grew up with in his CD binder. Um, and so we started with ones that we both collectively owned, uh, that were important to us. And then we're kind of branching out into like ones I had or ones he had. Um, so for anyone who was interested in tuning into our podcast to listen about all the great Dreamcast games that have been made, we're not probably not going to cover the classics because we're primarily, we're primarily covering ones that are important to us, but eventually we will get there. Uh, we will get there. We just got to cover the ones that we owned and that like, you know, meant something. Um, but, um, also, you know, 
to be honest, the the Dreamcast podcast is um, slowly and slowly becoming less and less about dr- the second Dreamcast yeah. as we go on, <laughs> yeah. uh, which kind of happens. Um, Excuse to hang out and <laughs> chat. Yeah, basically. But uh, but yeah, we have fun. Uh, definitely follow us um, on Instagram. We are the Dreamcast podcast on Twitter. We are the DCPC. I'm sorry about that. It was taken. Um, so, yeah, it's always great to unify all your socials, and we didn't. Um, but, yeah, follow me on every social media platform at Bud Anthony Diaz. That's B-U-double-D. And you can find me at grilled underscore onions on Instagram. <laughs> Hell yeah. Or just Moses Goldfarb on Twitter. I'm not very active on there. That's fine. That was a very but, uh, exclusive username you have for your Insta, let me tell you. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming uh-huh. on. Uh, check out the Dreamcast podcast. Uh, I believe on your most recent episode, you uh, create a basketball team of buds, which uh, <laughs> yep. is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Thank you. Jess and I are, are both uh, former Dreamcast owners, so uh, it hits close to home oh. for us, at least. We well, got to get you guys on Please there. come on, because we we desperate for guests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Consider us booked, but hell yeah, hell yeah, thanks, love it. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks for uh, staying for so long as we slowly lose our minds. No problem. <laughs> thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, it's great, a great you time. On. Well, till next time, uh, check us out. Uh, we're uh, the same stuff as the last episode. Listen to the last episode where we plug ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Check out our Patreon. That's Cage Fight Podcast. Check us out on Twitter. That's Cage Fight Pod. Uh, and uh, yeah. I have an album coming out. Oh, Ooh, yeah, Dave yes. has an album coming out. Ooh. Dave is releasing an album. Uh, congratulations, Dave. <laughs> hey, thank you. I don't know how well my mic is working right now, so someone else talk about it, will you? I oh. think it's called The Five Non Blondes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's an album called Harvey by David W. Robinson, and uh, you should totally check that out. And uh, there's some music videos that should be out if the album's not out by uh, the time this episode's released. So, thank you. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, check out the music video for "Time Kept Rolling On." I filmed it. Uh, and uh, I think that's everything. So uh, just uh, we'll see you next yeah, week. Pe- and uh, bye bye.